0: All right, we're hot. All right, brother. Let's get started. So we got uh, Matt Goody here, and we got our producer, Senor Alex, on uh, our very first run at our micro-series on this podcast called Think On That. Yes, sir. Where we'll be uh, mentioning some things that you should really uh, should really think on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> what? This week, I mean, you've probably seen it on social media. NFL script writing is it, it's it's interesting, right? I mean, of, the big game that that everybody was talking about was
0: with the AFC Championship, right?
1: Yeah, so KC and and the Bengals. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because well, the Bengals went to the Super Bowl last year.
1: Yeah, who would they face the uh, the Bills? No, was that to the get AFC in? final?
0: I think I think it was the Bills.
1: Or Was it KC again? Was this a repeat of the AC final? I think no. it was.
0: I think it was a repeat. I think it was a repeat. But there was controversy over the Bills and Bengals last year. I know they right. faced each other and there was like a big controversial. It was that overtime situation.
1: Right. Well, what happened? Um, they changed the
0: rules because of it for this season. Yeah, so
1: because is, KC, you know, sorry, the Bengals ran the, the ball down. Yeah, in
0: overtime they scored and then it was, that was it.
1: And the, Yeah, that's so not then, fair. You should be they able to said, give the other team yeah, a
0: chance. So they said they uh, coin toss for the overtime. Right was the deciding factor, which technically it was. But they got rid right, of that right. rule for this year, but then still, none, none of those games went to overtime in this year's postseason. So they were all I settled in not. regulation. right? So yeah, that, it's lots of fuel for the conspiracy theorists bringing up the whole question about script writing in the NFL. You'd hate to think it's real, right? It's amazing, though, because here's the thing. My only defense against it is, you're, as a referee, counting on plays... That you can get away with a controversial call. How do you plan for that as the NFL, assuming that there's some element of surprise in their playbooks?
1: I don't think it's as extreme as actual script writing. I mean, there was a video I saw of a former player saying that the practices that they, you know, that you hold every week is to practice how the game, like what practicing the script that the NFL gave you for your upcoming game. I, mean, I don't no, think it's... That's, I don't yeah. think it's
2: it,
0: There's yeah. no way.
1: It, that's extreme.
0: And it would have leaked by now if that was the case. Some player somewhere along historical sure. lines would have been like, oh, this is what I... You know what I mean? That I kind thought, of
1: thing doesn't stay. I thought the same thing too, but what about like non-disclosures? I mean, think about it. You got paid millions of dollars. You signed those contracts, right?
0: Stormy Daniels was a stripper, porn star, or whatever, who signed a non-disclosure agreement about not telling anybody she had sex with Donald Trump. <laughs> So I'm not too sure people are concerned <laughs> <laughs> with sticking no,
1: listen, to non-disclosure agreements. Listen, it's uh, you never know, right? I mean, I, it. I think at minimum, probably the NFL does want certain teams to go probably further in the the more profitable and, right. franchises, and and it is you know you gotta there is a narrative, right? Well, yeah, they're 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 cover boys. They want obviously to do well. But my question, but okay,
0: if you're the NFL, for instance, okay, say you're Roger Goodell, you're a commissioner of the NFL, and you have some, like, no-name team that snuck their stupid-ass way into the playoffs, like the Giants, yeah. okay, they're the underdog, and what is the narrative of, like, the American people? They love the underdog. Yeah, people love So them. how is that not a marketable thing? So if you're going to script is. writing, well, if you're script writing, why wouldn't you let some team like the Giants with Daniel Jones as their quarterback, you know, and kind of skate on through... Because everybody would be – that's a galvanizing team. All the other teams that have been eliminated, their fan bases would rally around this underdog. Yeah. Right? So what incentive do you have to push, the let's say, the Chiefs through over the Bengals, who are two young teams that are going to be in the league for a long time with players that are going to be around for a long time. It's like the next great generation. Patrick Holmes, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, you know. Pacheco is probably going to have a bigger season next year. Yeah. All these big players, yeah. and they're young. Travis Kelsey, although Kelsey's, yeah, he's, kind of, he's, he's a bit up there, probably now, closer to yeah, the middle yeah. of his career than the beginning. Yeah,
1: but definitely still elite. Yeah, I mean, back in twenty, when the Eagles won, what five six years ago? That was the twenty seventeen season. Yeah, they um, they were the underdog. It was the, that was their whole story going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Were the underdogs. Right, because you got Nick Foles, no one really believed them, and then they did it. And then they beat the Patriots with Tom Brady. In, crazy story. In the Super Bowl with that crazy play.
0: Yeah, it wasn't, no, wasn't Tom Brady. Was it Tom Brady that he beat?
1: In the Super Bowl that year? Yeah. Who did the Eagles beat? I can't remember. Yeah, no, that was, it was uh, Tom Brady. That was New England, yeah. Oh, shit, you're right, yeah. Yeah, yeah they beat New England. In the yeah. yeah.
0: That's crazy. You yeah. know what's another thing, too, that nobody's mentioned? In the last 10 years, the Eagles have made it to three Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, I don't remember the. I don't remember the early one. I think it was what twenty eleven or something. No, twenty ten. No, in the last ten years. So okay, in the last ten years. So yeah, what? they
0: have the Super Bowl. They lost. But when when was the they early lost? One? They lost to New England. I'm I'm pretty sure.
1: I don't remember that. I'm or did
0: they? Was it the? Am I thinking of the right team? Did the Eagles? I saw that
1: same. Two? I saw that same same stat though.
0: What Super Bowl is oh, Maybe it is only two in the last ten years. Hmm. I thought it was three. I thought they went to one and lost. And then they went to and they won with Nick Foles.
1: Yeah, they won with Nick Foles. That now was they're in it again. Yeah, no, it was definitely three. I saw that set as well. I don't remember what year it was, but yeah, I mean it's I mean, who's the underdog going into going into this one?
0: In this game, this this coming up Super Bowl? I
1: don't know, maybe you'd say KC is the underdog. Well, yeah, because
0: right? of the ankle thing with Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah, he's got a, it's a sprain, right? He's got a couple weeks.
0: That's the thing, he's got two weeks off now and it's not that serious because he played on it. It did yeah. end up bugging him at the end though. Yeah, it you it can agitated see. up. You can see. It's he started out okay, but then it got agitated.
1: That's the thing. I mean, the Eagles should win the game. They're they're a better all around team. Yeah, a more well rounded. And they got that crazy pass rush with uh with Redick on the end.
0: And now uh what's his name? Their quarterback Jalen Hurts is fully healthy.
1: Yeah, he's looking great. It's the everywhere, so. they're strong everywhere. They've got three pro bowlers on the offensive line. It's it's This is crazy. one of those
0: Super Bowls I find. I have no allegiance to anybody that's in it. Yeah. Like, I, I'll be watching the game as yeah. a football fan, yeah. but I couldn't care less what happens. Kind of like last year. Same thing. I was in the same position. Yeah. The Bengals and the Rams. I was like, I, I don't care. I actually rooted for the Bengals. Right. Because they were the underdogs going into that game, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, yeah. okay. They lost.
1: <laughs> well, everyone seems to like the Bengals as well with Joe, right? Joe... He's, he's a likable guy. guy. He's a likable guy. He's a likable guy. Where's Mahomes with his brother and <laughs> I don't know. It's He <laughs> seems like the new Tom Brady of the league now, right? A little bit. Because he's, he's so good. He's just that good. He's weird though, eh?
0: He's weird. His he's like a brother's fairy. Weird. His brother is weird. His brother's definitely but weird. But when he's out on the field, he looks like a fairy. Like he's pran- he's prancy, he flounces. Yeah, around he's got and that weird like bounce. Yeah. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's odd. Very fairy-esque.
1: It's <laughs> odd, but he's 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 great. He reminds me of Rodgers back, like... Early days? Yeah, like the 2010 season. Yeah, creative. Same type... Of, yeah, like, you got the arm strength, and then the same same yeah. running style as well, When they, where they, you know, where if they both take off. They got weapons, too. Casey? Yeah. In the past well, game, they got well, weapons. Well, they got Kelsey, right? Other than that, he's so good at getting everybody the ball. That's why the offense is so good. Whereas you look at Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. <laughs> once once you shut down Justin which happened a couple times this year i mean yeah against the packers that happened yeah you double cover him
0: last game well, it was last team. Game, second last but yeah
1: yeah mm-hmm. and it's like okay now Kirk you got to find other options you got hawkinson right and then
0: for fans listening who are who aren't familiar with uh, our football allegiances yeah. i i'm a avid green bay packers fan huge green bay packers fan and right over there across the room our producer <laughs> guy who's in charge of making this whole thing sound good is a Vikings fan <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, there's been a good a, dynamic it's a know. good dynamic there's been a little bit of beef
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> none, none, none less than the uh, second last game of the season well, yeah really pretty well, shitty way for you to
1: yeah it was the, to think of how different it, things could have been right we could have locked up that number two seed or or at least been in better contention to fight for it and then they dropped a three and They lose to the Giants at home after all. You know what? This is the. That was the most painful end to a year. It was bad. Like, I've been a fan since I was young, but like this year, just it felt different because you go 13 and four, all those emotional wins, Mm. and even losses too, right? It's just. You know,
0: what's, you know what? Welcome. Welcome to what it's like to be a Packers fan. Because that's been our issue over the last five years, dealing with the damn Niners. Yeah, welcome. Well, now you know. Now yeah. you know how it feels. Yeah. King of
1: the North. <laughs> <laughs> New Kings of the North. you got to watch out for Detroit now, though. Yeah, but the whole
0: division is going to be serious. Even the Bears. The Bears next year. They might not be Super Bowl contenders, but they're definitely going to be... Be division they, agitators. Yeah.
1: They'll be better than they were this year. I think.
0: They're, they will be. There, there's, there's no clear cut from me looking at it now, especially with all the moves that you know is going to happen in Green Bay coming up. There is no clear cut winner of the NFC North. If you were to ask me, as of right now, it's a I wide know, open it, contest. It really,
1: it's yeah. I think it's between the three teams. I mean, Chicago's going to be better, but I don't. Th- I don't think they'll be in a, a serious problem contention win the North. It's, it's really between us three and the Lions. Well, right? we don't know
0: what's going to happen with Green Bay yet. Obviously, well, it's assumed, even if Rodgers leaves, okay, now where does the team stand? We're still, if you have Jordan Love, you got the young, 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 I don't think, no, he's not a rookie anymore. He's This was his second year, right? Yeah. Jordan Love. Yeah, so he'll be his third year quarterback starting, kind of like what happened to Aaron Rodgers.
2: Right. right.
1: But he's what weapons talent.
0: What weapons are you supposed to, What is he who's supposed to pass to? We don't have any notable receivers. You got Alan Lazard, and his big thing is blocking.
1: Well, Watson's supposed to be like your guy now. Yeah,
0: right? the up-and-coming rookie who no longer the rookie, but, you know, okay, great. You have a big up-and-comer. He's still not established enough to be the guy, and he's no, not like I mean, a standout player.
1: Yeah, he had a couple big games, but, I mean, he he doesn't seem like that dominant, clear-cut number one. Right. Okay, if you're going to drop back, you got to toss it up to someone.
0: So it's my opinion you need to go to the free agency, which they had the opportunity to do that last year.
1: They had the opportunity to go to the free agency. They didn't yeah.
0: do it. So many friggin' Hopkins. That was a missed opportunity, right? There's rumors about that still looming. But yeah, I think
1: Hopkins wants out. And I think Hopkins is easy, a top three receiver in the league. I, think he's so, I mean, he was obviously.
0: But he wants to go where there's a quarterback to give him something to play with.
1: Yeah, I don't think with so Kyler. I don't know.
0: Green Bay with Aaron on his way out, probably. He's not going to come and play for a third-year quarterback. That uh, that probably that came no. off the bench.
1: If Aaron stayed, but that's the thing. Where do you find the money after, right? With Aaron staying, and yeah. then it's like you. I don't know how they're going to free that up to bring Hopkins. He'd have to take a very friendly deal. He probably doesn't want to do that. Right. He can go to just to, you know.
0: He's still in his money getting. Yeah, years. he's still young.
1: He's still dominant, right? It's yeah. not like he's taking a veteran's pay cut or anything mm-hmm. like that. So, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see how this game goes.
0: Well. I mean, to ratify the whole script writing thing, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on this game. Do we do we know who the officiating crew is?
1: <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't care or look for things like that. I mean, I, I just think that matters though. Of, it's blown out of proportion. People are butthurt. Their team. Their team lost. They like to blame the refs. And yeah, there was some bad calls. There's bad calls in every game. Oh yeah. Every game of every, se- There's every season. There's
0: some great calls in every game too. Calls that you know you yeah. hear like Mike Pereira on the Fox on the Fox broadcast. He's their rules guy, right? He'll come in and be like, "Oh, you know." I hear it all the time. I hear him say it all the time. Oh, that's a call I I think I would have missed. That's a great call by the officiating crew. You're like, "Well, there you go," you know. But then right. three plays later, oh, that was a fucking <laughs> shitty ass call. I don't know about that one. And you're like, "Yeah, oh, uh, yeah." You know what do you do? Uh,
1: you know, I, I don't know if you're a coach and you 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 know, I, you know I, I I've seen interviews where they you know they complain afterwards, right? They complain after the game, say, so, "Yeah, this bad referee, referee calling." And I mean, there's there's a couple of funny YouTube videos of guys in the past, some coaches, ten, fifteen, twenty years ago, that just lose it oh, yeah. after the game over officiating or just everything. And just, you don't really see that too much now, right?
0: Because I think it's very clear, like how if the league is not on the officials to standardize and make sure. That's another thing too, is yeah. Standardizing officiating, like okay, if yeah. you're gonna call this in this game, you've got to call it in every game, and you know, like that was like a big. I remember maybe like five or six years ago, and it probably it's always been there, omnipresent. But right. the whole standardizing of pass interference. What is pass interference? What isn't pass interference? One hundred percent, right. because yeah. those are the those are the most controversial calls. Those deep bombs. Yeah, if it's, you've got a little bit of contact, and the ref of the day decides, you know, that's uh, that's too much. Yeah. Right or the freaking umpire the back judge or whatever the hell you want to whoever throws smooth the flag comes out you have to justify that it was wrongly pulled out, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah Overturn yeah. the ruling on the field. That's 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 the ruling on the field is king. So, what is pass interference? What isn't pass interference? Those kind of things need to be standardized. Holds. Well, you know, holds what, are huge. Well, yeah, holding is huge because you, that you, last game you
1: call you can call holding penalties. Oh, but that last every game other
0: player. that last game had so many holds that were called and then you had this huge hold. That went completely missed.
1: Yeah, I saw that one. I saw that video. There That's then. huge.
0: It was a big hole too. That was like any other officiating crew would have caught that all day.
1: But but is this where the NFL script writing, is this where this yeah. rumors coming from? That's where it's, is that because is where it's coming a couple coming missed from. calls. Yeah. But then I saw a video of a former player talking about it, right? Mm. Like we said before. So it's... it's
0: uh, you know what? I don't know. You know what? Here here's your, here's your bridge. Here's your bridge to think on that. You ready for this? What if in the future, and near future too, if the right things are going, what if referees and officiating crews are replaced by a shit ton of cameras which already are a lot but even more right and ai
1: I don't know about that wouldn't that I, be? I can see that yeah i could see it eventually but you got to think i mean for those then they'd have to be like ai players almost right well Maybe they necess- don't have to be not necessarily
0: but- cuz you're using you're using an obviously you'd program it like yeah. ultimately objective computer program capable of processing the information coming in from the cameras right that could give you the most you know objective neutral stance on any given play right in theory it's a perfect idea like
1: but then guys would be milking it like looking at basketball basketball is the worst basketball soccer those are like the two probably top diving sports out there yeah hockey's up there as well football as well Right. I think football is better disguised. I mean, you can definitely tell when someone's...
0: Well, smart players don't know how to do it, right? Exactly. And it's yeah. the
1: thing. It's like, okay, let's say it does turn into like, you know, an AI reffing system, right? Then they're going to find loopholes. The players will find loopholes around that. Which, so I, I don't know if it would work. I don't know. You don't think so? It's interesting. But I mean, Even like... Who knows? I mean, yeah, with, with how advanced AI is going to be. That's the way it's going. That's the stuff yeah.
0: I think about. When I see stuff about AI, I'm, I'm always thinking, yeah. oh, like... What if you bring it into like you would, You would want to ease people into it. If eventually AI were to take over, let's say government, you want to ease people into it. Can AI operate controlling large organized groups of people doing organized things? Right. Wouldn't sports be the best place to audition that? I guess. Yeah. And and self driving cars start to build people's trust in these systems. Well, self
1: driving cars are already. Right? Oh, I, I know. Yeah. So what if,
0: what if the uh, like let's say in soccer they have VAR, right? video yeah. assisted referee. Right. What if you take the guy out of that and put AI into that? So you still have the referee, the man. Right. But then he goes to VAR to over to, to look at something and then this program says, "Hey, that's the wrong call, ref. Here's what it should be." Right. So the ruling on the field is it, it has <laughs> well, been overturned
1: it, by AI. <laughs> then the, they will there will still be those people out there that are going to say, "Yeah, you know, it's still rigged, it's still scripted, it's controlled." Which, yeah, because if it's a software, then you can... Somebody you know, somewhere can
0: program it to yeah. do something. Yeah, that's fair. It's interesting, though, but yeah. But it'd probably You'll be... Never well, win. You'll you, never win. No, there's win. no way.
1: With a, a league like that, and people... Now with betting, how big it is, it's just... People are no more butthurt than ever, right? Well, yeah, that's true. Like, that's yeah, your favorite thing. team loses, okay, it hurts for a little bit, whatever, but when you lose $500 on a game, it's going to affect you for maybe the next few weeks, whatever the case is, right?
0: We've, we've talked about that, too, the betting. We watch football because we're together basically every week watching football. Yeah. And then you see something like the commercial breaks, which are pretty frequent. And you know what we never done? We should have done this. We should do it for the Super Bowl. Tally how many betting commercials we see from how many different companies.
1: You know what? It's probably every, every third commercial is probably a betting commercial, especially when you're watching a sports event as well. Right? Sometimes they're back to back. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. I, you know what? It's it's and that's where you know the narrative of script writing also comes into because now it's a billion dollar industry. Now, NFL has partnered with FanDuel, which I still, f- I still part- find is insane, super unethical. How isn't is that? It, is the league partnered with a betting company? A betting app? company, yeah. A betting company, like yeah. how? Uh, you
0: know, know what's know. funny? You went back fifty years. You know, obviously, sports betting has always been there, right? But it was like the local bookie. But it wasn't as easy as it is now. Yeah. You have to now know somebody. I mean,
1: yeah. Tom, Dick, and Harry can turn on their phone.
0: Yeah. And get onto multiple betting yeah. apps Yeah, that are all just a little bit different. They all have just, just a little thing, you know. Right.
1: You connect your credit card. You might it. have no money, but you got a credit card. Well, we see it. We <laughs> see it.
0: We see it all the time. Tons and tons of people everywhere. And it's all over social media. People are proud. They're posting their shit. You know? Yeah. When they winning. I find because sure. I do it. I do it too. We all do it. Yeah. But I I do I do my little you know I put my ten dollars in for the week. It's yeah. like buying a lottery ticket. That's what I'm paying a week ten dollars. Right, and right. we go, oh, well, how can you justify a dollar bet for a return of four bucks? Well, the budget. That's what I'm budgeting for. I'm budgeting ten dollars a week to bet on football. Listen, at the end and of it's the for day. six months of the year. And then after that, it's over. It's done. Right, exactly. What's wrong with that?
1: No, I I don't. I think that's the right way to do it. Because right? at the end of the day, these guys that are now making comments about you. Well, we judging did, how you bet. right. Right. It's Where's like, their life oh, savings? <laughs> are, are you up? I don't know. Probably we, not. <laughs>
0: we did the math last week, didn't we? we? We we looked at it and we were like, we both ended up spending at the end of this year, total, about 150 or so to 200 bucks right. on betting from, from September right. to now.
1: I've probably spent more than that. I think I've lost that in total. I think right now, from this season, I'm probably down 100 bucks. I mean, we still got the Super Ball, Bowl. Based so on we'll your see. returns. Well, I've, I've won <laughs> barely anything. Right.
0: I've won barely anything. Right. I think I won like maybe two or three, and I, I think they were pretty reasonably sized, like jackpots.
1: How many people do you meet that are really, you know what I mean? That's and the even thing. if they say, "Oh yeah, I'm up," it's like, okay, great. Yeah, I mean, probably not. Well, like I mean, think about it. That, We've but... been around
0: our friends when they've hit, you know, the big one. Yeah, like that's they nice. freak out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Listen, so, you know, if you go to the bar and everybody's hitting all the time, it'd be like, woo, 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 all the time. But yeah, it's never. And it's, it's just silence and at it's, the end of the day. It's not feeling
1: right. It's not feeling right there. That's what keeps them going. And it's win or lose. Yeah. It's not even like. It's not even like, oh, take back what the, you The bet. winning gets yeah. you addictive. It it the winning definitely does, mm-hmm. but it's the losing that really burns your ass. Right. Yeah. <laughs> because oh, I can do better, I can do better. Oh, you gotta get if it I, back. If I dig a little deeper, <laughs> find the right stat, <laughs> yeah, I can buy, right. I bank on that one. You right.
0: know, like, this guy, he hasn't been targeted all season. Let's get him in.
1: <laughs> even the best analysts in the world yeah, they'd be lucky to pick seventy five percent of their games. That's correct. what makes it
0: marketable, is that I'm sports sure. at the end of the day is unpredictable. Yeah. Which is why you want to protect the integrity. But that's what confuses me about all these people about talking about script writing, script writing, script writing. Well, the moment that you do have script writing, it's over. It's no longer sport and it's no longer a game. It's just a show.
1: Well maybe that's that's where it's heading. Maybe that's what it already is and, and we're just, we just so fooled, yet. maybe no. for the love of the game, and then there's the other half that casually watch, and then you got the other bunch that bet. So I if just you watched a bet,
0: if you've got the league going, let's say, let's say, let's hypothetically say the league is going that way. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's now it's a show. It's a reality TV show, right. basically, because that's what it'd be in line with. Right. Okay. So where do you go to watch real football? Because obviously the college system would be rigged too, because that's the feeder for the NFL. Yeah. So what do yeah. you do? You go to XFL, USFL? Do you go CFL? Where do you go? Where do you go to watch real football?
1: I, probably. I don't know, maybe high school ball, right? Because it's, you know... It's a lower grade of wherever football. I guess wherever you can't put money on the game, right? <laughs> Once it gets down to that level, it's wherever you can't bet. Maybe that's going to be your most authentic level. That's if it gets to that point, right? i He's mean, assuming it's not already. Maybe it's already there. Maybe people are just talking shit these days, and these are all just crazy rumors. I mean, if you're an NFL player, yeah, you've had a love for the game since you were a little kid you've been playing and been in programs your whole life if someone's telling you to have a big game or maybe to drop a couple balls and you're looking down at your contract and it's 10 million dollars a year and that's a part of your contract guess mm. what I'm doing yeah I'm gonna drop that's, yeah. I'm dropping those balls that game yeah I'm not you know that's reasonable <laughs> you're supposed to have a down game guess what I'm I'm having a down game because you've got a family you've got other people to support yeah, yeah. right yeah
0: a lot of these guys, too, the big, big players, they love talking about are The underdogs coming out of, like, really shitty towns, shitty neighborhoods.
1: And that's the story with a lot of them, right?
0: A lot of them. Oh, yeah. A lot of them. So, like, there's, that's definitely marketable. But you know, it was you us, I, we I was talking to. I don't know if it was last week or maybe a couple weeks back. I was watching football here in my room. So you were at home. and We were on the phone. You know, yeah. we do that sometimes. We'll talk on the phone while we're watching football. Sometimes you got to talk to somebody. You got to analyze. You you got to analyze. Yeah, you're (laughs) amped. You're amped. You're wired. You need someone to feed that energy. (laughs) You're six yards away. But I got got high. I smoked some weed, and I was watching, and it uh, it just kind of hit me. I'm like, these guys are just big, shiny, dumb pawns in this institution that seems to get bigger every year. Yeah.
1: I don't know, once you start really looking at it from a different angle, angle, right? Look at the UFC. I've had that same thought, but think about the UFC. Mm-hmm. That is the most gladiator shit. That's as close
0: as we're going to get.
1: But that that existed thousands of years ago. Yeah. It just has enough right? rules
0: to stop someone from dying.
1: Well, think about the shape of a coliseum. Yeah. Or the coliseum, right? The Yeah, the coliseum.
0: Well, there's lots of amphitheaters like that in the ancient world that they find. They excavate them all the time hundred percent, yeah. Bound to be, it's not just the Romans that were doing that.
1: Yeah, no, there were. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's like the most famous.
0: And but if you one. look at like, well, kung fu for instance, right from China, right, and like karate from Japan, right, right. like highly, highly disciplined. Yeah, the arts, martial arts, right, and then they're ancient too. They go back. Yeah. To like concurrent with like the time of the Roman gladiators and all that stuff, and even for earlier, for sure. So, like, I wonder what it was like in their society when this kind of fighting was in its earlier development stage and stuff. Did they have a type of UFC that would have probably led to fatality where they decided, you know, some disciplined, older, wiser feller at some point in time would have been like, okay, this is we need to attach an ethos to this.
1: Right. I mean, maybe back then it was more geared towards war, right? You're training for for war. For sure. Whereas, I guess maybe the Coliseum was more... Yeah, these are warriors that are either going to fight or have fought in the war. But that was, seemed, you know, appeared more they as were sp- entertainment. Yeah, sport. Right? There's a sport There's to a it. There's sport. Exactly. And that's
0: the thing, too. Like, don't, you know, again, you know, all these ancient people were warring over all these resources and stuff. They were still people, they had games.
1: Yeah, no, 100%. They so they definitely would have right?
0: utilized fighting as sport or even physical dangerous games. Right. And if you look at, like, the development of, like, kung fu or karate or any of these other martial arts that are ancient, ancient, right. look at how they would have taught pupils and shit. Because they start them off with kids, right? Right. You're teaching these pupils. Obviously, you're, like, if you're sparring with somebody, you know, even the, the word sparring comes from Spartans, right? Mm-hmm. And these fierce, fierce warriors from yeah. ancient times. Yeah. But you obviously can't kill the guy you're learning to fight with because no. you, you need that body and those skills alive and present at the time of war. No, but it definitely gets so you, brutal. Yeah, it for sure. It gets brutal. But you got you yeah. to set up like a set of rules around sparring.
1: Well, yeah. Sometimes like when I, you know, when I go to the kickboxing gym and um, a twin dragon there, when we spar, I mean, it, it's just a general understanding as some guys want to go light, some guys want to go heavy. And you can maybe voice that before or maybe the other person already knows, but... It really depends. Certain gyms go hard, right?
0: Do you when you go and you have like a and you go into sparring, are you usually doing it with the same person? Or no, are you changing no. it up? Is it someone different every time?
1: No, I've I've sparred now I think two or three different guys. Yeah, two. Two different guys. So it's not something you're doing often? No, well I just got into it right before I hurt my wrist, right? So um yeah, it was one night I sparred two different guys. By the second one, by the end of the second one I was exhausted. I like to think of myself as someone that's in good shape. But just they, they, there's just another level of it. Where you're One, using two. everything.
0: You're using every it's like yeah. swimming. You're like you literally utilizing every yeah. muscle group in your body yeah and you're thinking and you're quick. You got to be fast, so it's like Yeah. One sprints. thing is breathing as well. Yeah.
1: Breathing if you your breathing really does have to be perfect. Yeah, it's it's you got to be mindful of it. You definitely have to be mindful of it. Whereas I think in my first Early on, I was um, holding my breath, which is a tendency a lot of people have, mm-hmm. just in, in general, right, with yeah. sports and things. But once you st- learn to control it during a fight, be mindful of it, right? Um, breathing is it'll huge. It'll help. even it in is. like
0: Even in, like, those accuracy sports, like, so, like, my military career, I've had to go to the shooting range a number of times. Right. Obviously, they'll give you techniques on breathing and stuff, but when you're firing, you don't want to be breathing. Not in right not no, because
1: that's then it disrupts your movement, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: so hmm. so for me now, I've carried a lot of that into like my sports. So, like when we played baseball last year, right? If I'm coming in on a swing, I'm not breathing, I'm not in, I'm not out. I'm just that's where I'm I do my little breathing before, and then the ball's coming, stop right swing hit whatever right but then i have to go right into sprinting breathing because you know me i'm quick and right? it's different. <laughs> you know, I'm quick and then you got to go right into your like you yeah, know like,
1: yeah then yeah you got to switch so i wonder yeah the breathing technique with actually swinging i don't think there's, we ever really looked i never looked into it i feel it. like I there's got to really, be something no there know? definitely is a proper technique yeah a breathing technique for swinging a you really hear about baseball it.
0: you hear about breathing pretty much from every sport but you don't really see all that much on like, how to do it for free at least like on YouTube or something. I'm sure there is stuff, but like it's not very sure. popular. It's not. A, it's not something I've ever
1: I, yeah I don't talked think people to somebody are, about. I don't think people are like really aware of how important it is. It is the, important. No, I know, but I don't think people is. are aware of the yeah. importance of it during force. Even though, even working out. Well, yeah. Well, that
0: one's huge. a big one. That one's I think most people learn right. pretty early on. Right. Like how to breathe, in. like you should be. What is it? Exhaling when you're when you're in a flex, inhaling when you're on the when you're relaxed.
1: Yeah, I think it depends on what you're doing, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But breathing is a big one. Like when I was back at the gym and stuff, and I'd forgotten everything because I'd been, hadn't been in a long time. Right. Breathing was, and you, it's big. If you, if you fuck it up, like you get tired real quick and.
1: Yeah, it can, not, really, it can, yeah, it can really throw you off, right?
0: Not get enough oxygen to your cells
1: and shit. Right. It's a whole thing. That's the thing. If you're also getting into something and you're somewhat new, you're, you're going to gas so quick. Yeah. For sport, right? It depends on how, how hard you're going, but. It's
0: tough to find motivation too if you don't have a kind of coach or someone to spur you on when you're doing that stuff. I was going to the gym by myself when I was getting back into it and I was relying on the patterns and habits i had formed when i was a young football player in high school at like the right. height of my physical pe- like you know right uh, I was, <laughs> I was, I was, it didn't work because i'm significantly older and my well, things don't work the way they used
1: to <laughs> <laughs> well you can ease back into it right well that's, that's what
0: I, I tried to you know but then you lose motivation on your on your own and stuff it's well
1: it's, yeah it's really yeah
0: it's hard to coordinate and then you, it's another thing to call up your friends but like, hey i want to come to the gym with everybody but you know they have their own thing that they've got established especially if they're on it right So you don't want to mess up their flow and stuff. It's tough. It's tough. But, you know. It's funny. I went to
1: the gym last night and I was... This is the first time I went in weeks and I was just doing legs and cardio. And I started off on the bike. I was going pretty hard. Then I did, you know, some leg presses. And then I went on to the uh, the treadmill. And I set it for 10 minutes. And I was already pretty... My legs were already pretty tired at this point. And I was was already just, you know, a little Mm -hmm. gassed, right? Just from not working out for the past, you know, month or so, and I'm on the treadmill and I got about like four minutes left and I'm dying. Mm-hmm. I'm dying. I How just, fast it goes away. eh? And I, you know, you can see the timer there and it's just you can't look at it. Yeah, time's going by slower, so you got to think of other things. Yeah, right. And then I think of You have like
0: headphones on. You have something playing at least? You no, know, I
1: didn't even have. I would had no music. I didn't have any oh, headphones. Which no. This is probably the first time I've worked out without music in my ears. So would you're you really in your head. You're really in your own head, honestly. Yeah. Well, that's that's a good, good place for discipline. It, 100% for uh, – 100%. Yeah. So I remember because I watched a bunch of David Goggins videos. And David Goggins is a US, former U.S. Uh, – I think he was a, a SEAL or – he was in the military. right? Yeah. And he won a bunch of awards now. And he's famous for his hard discipline and his, uh, his workouts and everything. He runs marathons and all kinds of crazy shit. And I just – I was thinking to myself – Having him beside me, what he'd be saying to me right now with four minutes left, and I swear to God, I've never
2: move your ass. I've you little
1: never fuck pushed face. myself so hard yeah. in my life, honest to God. And I've worked out tons of different circuit training, strength training, a lot of different things. I swear to God, when I clicked that stop button, I was f- first of all I was exhausted, but when I got off that treadmill You're and like I stepped on the floor, yeah. I was—I don't know if it was runner's high or I was extremely lightheaded. Yeah. 'Cause I was almost dizzy. Maybe a maybe a bit of both. Probably a little bit of both, but probably more probably just it was not runners high. (laughs) I was I probably just pushed myself way too hard. I was breathing well the whole time, right? I was conscious of my breath and everything. I mean, think about it. You haven't worked out in over a month. You get on a treadmill and you're breathing that hard, your heart rate is that high, and your body's just not used to it from the we, last few weeks, right? We we
0: knew we were gonna play baseball last summer, right? We started. What was it? May? I was about. When we started. No April. So I had I started hitting the gym from that March, March twenty two. Okay. And I was like, I got to get because I'd smoking. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd been smoking big time, and like I hadn't right. done any kind of exer- heavy duty exercise in quite a while. Right. Because COVID really helped throw me off the bandwagon, and yeah, I just, a lot of people with ADHD, right? I wasn't in a rush to get back into it. Yeah. But. I remember the first like several times because I was going, I think I was going four times a week, and I was starting off my, my little exercise routine before I went to work right. with, uh, with cardio on a treadmill. And it was like it the same thing, like, 10 minutes yeah. at like, I don't know, speed eight or something, like a reasonable sprint, but not like a wind your ass sprint because I had a whole exercise routine to do after. Yeah. So I would do it as my warm up, and then I would do my weights, and then I would just fuck off.
2: Yeah.
0: Man, the first, because of the lung capacity, and just, I guess, the effectiveness of my lungs because of the smoking, I was seeing stars yeah. every single time, yeah. just barely. So I would do, I think I was I was hitting eight minutes at the at the run right. and then doing a two-minute sort of walk. Because right. I knew Cooled that if I, if I just yeah. got off, raw-dogged it, I yeah. would have, like, passed out or something. That's
1: exactly what happened to yeah. me last yeah. night.
0: You've got to do the bring your heart rate down but still be kinetic about it. Like, right. well, at least walking for, like, two minutes. Just yeah. get the heart rate back and then otherwise you just
1: I think I messed up there. Oh. I think I messed up there. Well, I you just you I, just went the full 10 minutes I, for I was going I was going so hard, honest <laughs> to god. It, mm-hmm. it was it was way too much. I was trying to just
0: can't do it anymore. You're old. You're old man, now. M-
1: mental toughness or physical t- I don't know what I was trying to do. Mm. I did it. I felt great afterwards. It's funny but because the dizzy feeling was terrible. <laughs> I bet
0: when you're a kid you like when I say kid, I mean like you're at high school age, right? Like what is that, 14, 13, 14 yeah, 15, to whatever, 16. 17, 18? Yeah. Like you're invincible. So you can just keep pushing, 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 pushing. And you're like, oh, I didn't know I could keep going. Oh, I didn't know I could keep going. And it's like, it's like amazing. Yeah. Like I remember that feeling in high school when yeah, I played but, football but and you everything.
1: You could still be at that point. Well, yeah, but you have to right. keep Well, you got to, it's got to be consistent. I mean, you're not going to get there next month.
0: And you, there is wear and tear. I mean, let's be honest. Like, once, what yeah. is it? I think it's like the age of 23. 22 21 22 for men and women Your like cells stop regenerating like you're you're done technically growing and then now you're just right. kind of like right. that is what it is and then you start to do your deterioration yeah right which yeah. is what people call the mature look <laughs> yeah.
1: i guess that's the <laughs> that's what it
0: is so like obviously you, know. you can't keep going it the way you were going plus any injuries you know. you've sustained doing whatever you've done in those sure. years Definitely. starts to show up
1: for sure it's definitely not the same but i mean they say your your peak physical shape is when you're you know the range of 27 to about 29
0: which would be like that's, overall physical yeah, ability I mean, strength
1: that, and but that's for that's for yeah regenerative it, that's probably for overall and that's for guys that have been working out consistent every yeah since, since, they, were, they, were since they were like kids, 15 16 17 from college at least. let's say and they're now in the NFL mm. so they say they're physical peak is 27 to 20. Well, the right. big
0: sport up in this side of the border is hockey. Right. And you know all of those guys that go to the show, yeah. They've been in the circuit since they were like what, 4, 3, 4 years old? Right. And playing at a high level from that time. Yeah. Multiple days a week, if not most, if not every day of the week to be at that level, yeah. To right, can You're you imagine? At least like you go five through puberty doing that, you yeah. you enter adulthood doing that. Yeah. Like Stopping doing that is probably way
1: more detrimental. For sure. And that's what happens. At, a lot of those guys retire. School, right. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah.
0: You have the crisis for high school what, or college grads and stuff, right?
1: Right. Absolutely. So that's where, you know, you you really f- start to feel like you're aging. Maybe even in your early 20s or mid 20s. It's like, yeah, compared to what you were doing, you know, five, 10 years ago, sure. Mm-hmm. Right. But you can definitely get back into it. You can still get into, I think, better shape oh, yeah. over time than what, you know. You just
0: got to. Be cognizant. You can't push yourself as hard. <laughs> you gotta. Sorry, Alex. When you when you're on a treadmill, you got to do two minutes at the end. Well, you know, of you Just know walking. <laughs> <laughs> you know what
1: it was? I didn't even have the thought to. Okay, let me have a cooldown period. Yeah. I saw four minutes left. Yeah. I realized how tired I was getting. Not tired. Phys- it was just fatigue. You're not. Yeah, you're fatigued, right? You're not... And then. Yeah. It's not. I didn't ease into it. I I haven't worked out in a month, and then mm-hmm. I just randomly go to the gym one day. I'm I'm going consistent now. Yeah, so you
0: can't spike like that. You're, it was a bad spike. With your old ass body. You can't do that. To it wasn't you, bad. I mean,
2: listen, <laughs> I made it. I'm here. You know, <laughs> listen, Tin Man, you got to oil the friggin' <laughs> joints before you go for it.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. You know, <laughs> it's okay. It's part of it. Huh. You learn. You but have to reevaluate your body every. Right.
1: Yeah. You got to see where then.
0: you're. You got to warm up with. Right. Where are you at now? Compared yeah. to what you were before, and make right. those adjustments. Right. That's another big one too. Is I, because I, I, screwed my knee up big time all throughout high school, my right knee. Right. So then now, like you know, a lot of people say that running on a treadmill is like real, yeah, tough on your knees, and that's a, that's it another is. thing I find. And even going for a regular run, like if I just take summertime, I don't do it in the winter because fuck that. Right. But in the summertime, if I take the dog out for like, you know, attaching to my waist and then go for a run, I can't, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it very long.
1: Yeah, bike. Just bike ride then. Oh, that's another thing. Is bike bike riding right is great. Cycling is, I've heard big things. And it's, then, it's fantastic. But it that's really like is. a
0: whole other thing in and of itself. Like, you have to go and get the bike, and then you're going to want to invest in something it, decent. Yeah, they're not and then cheap. They're not cheap you have to but upkeep bike. it. Like, it's all people have their whole hobbies based oh, around yeah, cycling. Cyclists,
1: yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's great. I mean, it's it's great for your body, definitely. I mean, yeah, you can jump on a bike at a gym, right? But it's not quite the same, Mm-mm. I don't think. Just mentally, right? Because when you're on a bike and you're still you're going right somewhere away from home yeah. and you're dead. You still got to get home. Got to get back. What are you going to do? Call an Uber? He's going to pick <laughs> you up. People do that. Hop yeah. on the bus, stick it on the phone. Imagine that. If I was an Uber driver and <laughs> I saw someone on a bike in and they were like, I'm exhausted. I, yeah. I would keep going, buddy. Nope. I'm not, we're not doing this. Right,
0: leave me one star. It's all right. I get five stars everywhere else. It's yeah. fine. I'll survive.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David Goggins, that shit. Oh, man. You got to think, you got to think of someone like that in your ear. Have you heard him speak? David Goggins? No. You got to listen to him. He's funny. He's not funny. I mean, he's, he's, he's serious. He's a trainer? Like mixed he's martial just arts a mo- He's a motivational, self-improvement type of guy. Oh. Um, But he's as tough as it comes. I think he's, I'm like the
0: average person with people like that, though. Where okay. I'm like listening to someone like that and I'm like... You pretentious
1: fuck. Like, no, this guy has like this guy has a world What is it for pull-ups. Oh, he's I believe like, it. He's, like, he, like, he he's
0: 100% like, way better yeah. than me. But that leaves me sitting there on a the couch being like, I'm a loser. Why are you talking to me like I should be some kind of, you know? I think the average person does that. Yeah, like, I don't I have mean, to do what you tell me to do. Just because you're
1: better than me. Yeah, listen, at the beginning, if you're coming from a low point physically, let's <laughs> say, and you're listening to him, he's going to make you feel like shit. Yeah, he'll make you cry. Make you feel like shit. But that's supposed to be, like, that's kind of the motivation you take that energy, you take that negative energy from someone else, yeah, and you use that to push yourself, right? That's true. I mean, you can either let that EQA consume you, or you, know. or you can let it push you, and you can just see where some, it goes either way. Bullying and things. Some people, mm-hmm. th- they've been affected their whole lives from bullying. and it, Never get out of it. Know, never really get out of it, and it yeah, now shows in your personality and different things, and you know, you need... Some therapy work from it afterwards, right? But there's some people that take it. Like uh, George St. Pierre, the UFC fighter. Yeah. He used to get bullied when he was young, right? And you think it, it's crazy hearing that because the guy was He's like one the, of the best fighters of all time. The most badass Canadian there is. Yeah. And even just around the world, too, everyone knows who he is in the fight world, right? Yeah. And to hear that he got bullied once in his lifetime. Well, I mean, right?
0: everybody gets. Not everybody gets bullied no not everybody but for example some people get like 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 yeah literally no it's brutal some people do definitely
1: i don't think david Goggins is bullying people (laughs) (laughs) not not only am i gonna bully you but you're gonna pay me to bully you
0: (laughs) that's what i feel like sometimes with these guys
1: (laughs) yeah he's he's tough he's definitely tough so yeah if you you do never heard of him just go watch go watch a motivational video on youtube short little clip david goggins david goggins Double yeah. double G double G O yeah mm. Goggins yeah that's neat yeah he's got a book called can't hurt me <laughs> right yeah it's, it's pretty it's free marketing for him yeah, so I funny. know I, um, I'm yeah. out here I'm out like here, kind brother, of like giggling at
0: him I've never even heard the man speak I'm yeah. like I might listen I don't to even him, have like, the wow, book this guy is like wow I don't even
1: have the book and I'm
2: that's okay. Isn't that what? Isn't
1: that the goal? If you're someone like that, you don't have people talking about you. Don't even know who you are. Yeah, I mean, well, he was. Listen, I swear to God, I thought of him in my ear on that treadmill last that's night. That's cool.
0: That's good. That's and, good discipline.
1: Yeah, well, that's you. You need someone like that, whether it's yourself telling you know. But no one's going to push you harder than someone else, as well, right? I mean. Well, at the well, obviously end, you're going to push yourself at the end of the day, but
0: you were on that treadmill. You just it's it was you motivating yourself. You right. just put his face on it. Right, exactly. That's what you did. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, just put a face to it.
0: Yeah, that's like that's like, you know, how many kids are out there after Bruce Almighty got released, that literally put Morgan Freeman's face on God when they picture God and they're on their knees before bedtime and they're praying to Morgan Freeman. <laughs> oh,
1: that's funny. Right? That's what it is. Imprint. That was with Jim Carrey, right? Jim Carrey, Morgan Freeman. Jim Carrey and Morgan Freeman. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. Jennifer Aniston, right? Jan- yeah, that's right. Right? She was like the girlfriend in that. Right? Yeah. 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 Just thumb three, I remember.
0: Yeah. That movie is, that's a good movie. You know what? I, I remember when coronavirus first started. And, like, I I made a TikTok where I took a little excerpt from the clip from on, on YouTube yeah. where Jim Carrey was already God in the movie. Okay. And then he, you know that when he, like, organized all the prayers coming in his head and he just put it into an email? Yeah. And then he goes, yes to all. <laughs>
1: I was like. Right, right, yeah, I, yeah. I
0: I made the joke on, on TikTok. I was, like, millennials asking God to just die. And <laughs> he goes, yes to all. And then I go, boom, coronavirus. <laughs> 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 how did it do yeah, it did pretty good got, <laughs> definitely stirred up some people for sure that was that but, that, of
1: yes man you ever say yes man with Jim Carrey yes man is that the one where he
0: got like a he got a blowjob from a lady with dentures she took him out and <laughs> what the I what? swear to god that's in that movie where an older lady who had no teeth. She oh, wore Oh, the old lady. Uh, and she, she lived took, in a condo Yeah, and building. so he was there helping her out, I guess, do stuff, and she took right. out her, her, right. her dentures. Okay. Okay. I was like, let me suck you off. <laughs> I and he that. had
2: to say <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know if she fucking said that, but I mean... Well, well, like, it, it,
1: maybe you not in those words, but it. It. Well, it's, implied. What, we, it's implied. It's yeah, implied no, no. that that's where it was going. Oh, listen, she's giving him that look and she takes the dentures off. I mean, it's a disgusting scene. He didn't want to do it, but yeah, it was funny because in the movie, he basically had to say yes to everything yeah, after, right? Yeah. And then he had to do it because she had a crush on him for years or whatever and, yeah. Good good movie. Good movie. Not because of that part. I don't even remember that part that no, much. That's actually
0: the only scene I remember from that movie. Ah, well. It's a, that's a disturbing thing. Oh, ah, okay. That's well, a disturbing whatever. Think on
1: that. Think on that. Yeah, let that marinate for a second.
0: <laughs> no, this yeah. is not bad. See, you know what's cool? I, I looked at the timer while we were going. We were talking about football, and I was like, okay, you know, if we go with football unchecked, we could go forever. Because we got to, like, 25 minutes I figured it was on just minutes. football. Yeah. Before, I did not even remember what I said to branches out of it, but we got out of it. We
1: were talking about scripting, and then I don't remember
0: after that. It was good, though. Like, yeah. it's good. But, see, right now, and this is kind of the same spot, that me and Nat found ourselves at the 45-minute mark. And then you kind of find yourself looking over it at the time. You're like,
1: "How are we doing here?" Oh, I was just curious at the time. I feel like we yeah. can go all night. Oh yeah, that's the whole you thing. And I? That's the whole thing. We yeah. can keep rolling. But oh, we, you know, yeah.
0: you do a little time check. It's 45 minutes. Not too bad.
1: I'm, I was. I've been curious because I can. Oh, you can't see the screen. I from can't where really you are. see from here. But yeah, mm-hmm. no. Okay, 45. Yeah, seems about right. I guess.
0: See, see, so you're, you're. It's funny because I took a picture as you mentioned it. You were like, the way we have it set up for those who don't know, is I have. With me and Nat, I, I produced that first episode. So I'm sitting in an office chair with my microphone attached to a boom, attached to whatever surface it can attach to. <laughs> so it has me like doing a weird, awkward lean-over in an office chair, talking into a microphone. But Alex is sitting where Nat was sitting, and that's on my bed because the mic on that side is attached to a boom. It's attached to the bookshelf beside right. the bed. Right. And then Nat was sitting upright with her legs folded because she's a yogi, so she can't do that. And she right. sat there. The whole episode didn't move a muscle. Like that, yeah. Right, like well, she's very, very, very monkish. Right. You, on the other hand, are like oh, lying wow. down in a therapy bed.
1: Yeah, no, that's <laughs> that's what I said when I first got here. It's funny because you pulled out that book. <laughs> Which one? And, Which book? Well, that little. What was it? It was a little book. Oh yeah, my little book. notebook. Yeah, your little notebook, right? Yeah, I had my notebook, in my You're sitting on a chair. So it's, I mean, <laughs> it's like a therapy session. It that's is, what it felt like. right? It
0: is therapy session. Do you feel like you've gotten everything out?
1: Is there anything you'd like to discuss, Alex? You know what? Listen, there's a few more things. There's a few that more thing things need to be addressed. what, are,
0: what well, Let's talk about them. Why don't you bring them up here? Why don't you talk to old Doctor Matt here? Let me get my <laughs> little pen, my little army pen that doesn't work.
1: Listen, let's talk about where we're heading, where we're what we're evolving to. I like that as a as a people, <laughs> as a society, as a species, as a species. Yeah, <laughs> Whatever you want to call it? I mean, are we talking about on this planet? or Are we talking about on another planet?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Because that's where we're going to interplanetary species. You think? You think it's gonna happen? You think well, it
1: happen in our lifetime? Like Musk? You think Musk is really gonna get it done? Here, and-
0: here's here's the thing. There needs to be some kind of galvanizing event that will create <laughs> an incentive to dump stupid amounts of money into it. Look at the pandemic.
1: Are, aren't they already
0: doing that though? Well, here's the, the thing. So you look at like the Cold War. Okay, Cold War was you know Soviet Union versus United States. Huge incentive to dump oodles and oodles and oodles and oodles of money into space programs. Right. But both the Russians, the Soviets, and then both the Americans. Right. So you had these two teams, right, and they're competing. And I mean, there is still technically that market now. There's a lot more people. There are private sectors involved in the space race. Absolutely. You have China is a big player in the space race nowadays. Yeah. You know, all of Europe is combined into the European Space Agency. If Russians are still, the Russians and Americans are the superpowers of space travel because they're just, they're the they're standard setters. Right. Did you know that if you were in NASA as an astronaut, you have to learn English and Russian? You need to be able to speak both languages to go to space. Did you know that?
1: No, I did not know that. Because
0: if you ever watched the movie Gravity with Sandra Bullock and George Clooney?
1: It's on my list. I've not seen it.
0: Very suspenseful, fantastic movie. It's not very long. It's like an hour and a half, but it's a fantastic film. Mm. And it gets you thinking, you know? Right. But one of the things that you notice in that movie is everything is either in English piece of technology or Russian piece of technology and then you have the Chinese which a lot of it is mimicked off the Russians or based I won't say mimicked but based off the Russians but I'm assuming that they also as a Chinese astronaut yeah you speak Mandarin Canaanese but you also have to know Russian and I'm assuming English too if you go up to space you need those two languages English and Russian
2: Hmm. That's interesting. Because
0: everything, all the tech, is, everything is written in English or Russian right. and or Russian. Makes sense. Right? And then those are the two superpowers, right? If, if you're in an emergency, you're on like a Chinese shuttle or something or right. Chinese space station. Right. Yeah. Something happens and you got to go to the next closest thing to get your ass home. Right. Because when it comes to space, we're, for the most part, pretty like, okay, now it's not a Chinese person or a Russian or an American up there. It's a person. Right. And they all have the right to come back home. Kind of like in the Navy where we look at like when you sink a ship, you know, that's it. The fighting's over. Now it's just people in the water. Right. You've got to get them out of the water. Okay. Yeah, they're POWs right after you get them out of the water, but yeah. get them out of the water. Right. It's a hell of a way to go. Yeah. I think that's how we treat space. Okay. But if you're a Chinese astronaut and you get stranded, you a little micro piece of dust blows your shit apart and now you're, you know, in a space suit and you're drifting through space and you've got a little jet pack on, and you manage to get to an American vessel or something and you're the only one up there. To pilot it in. How the hell are you supposed to get that down to earth if you can't fucking read or understand English?
1: Yeah, no, it makes absolute sense. I mean, yeah, rightfully so. Right,
0: and the same with Russian, so. right?
1: Hmm. I bet a lot of people do not know. That's a fun fact. Fun, fun fact, fact I Think right? on that. <laughs> yeah, think on that, yeah. Yeah,
0: but where well, are we that's heading? Good. That's a good question. Where do you think we're heading?
1: I don't know. I mean, it's easy, be, it's easy to be negative. It's easy to look at all the bad shit that's going on, right? You can follow the patterns. Yeah, I mean... Even in the last century. You, you got to be realistic, right? I mean, maybe realistic sounds negative or maybe it sounds, you know... Pessimistic. Pessimistic, but I mean...
0: Yeah. Realism is a tough balance to
1: strike. It, it's it's as simple as, you know... Maybe it's too broad of a question, but were, were things better 10, 20 years ago than they are now? Subjective, I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, okay, if you're looking at day-to-day standard of living, it's like, you're, you know... Co- the cost of living well, I was born has ni- gone up.
0: I was born 95. Right. You're born 98. Right. So we have a very comparable childhood. And I think we've talked about this a little bit. Like we were the last generation of kids that were playing outside that our parents had a hard time getting back inside. Right. But we we're the last generation to do right. that. Right. And then now you have a whole generation of kids. You know, if I think back on it, we were right at the perfect kind of cusp where we had a sort of analog childhood and a digital adolescence and adulthood. For sure. Which I think is a cool balance. And, you know, if I have kids, say I had kids tomorrow. Yeah. I would probably try to strike that balance. Be like, you have no electronics, no nothing. Go out and learn about the friggin' world. You know? You know, I learned about physics by falling out of trees when I was making tree forts. <laughs> right? That's a hell of a way to learn. Isn't that
1: it's- how the... Uh- no, who was it that discovered gravity? The apple it's falling. Isaac Newton? Like Isaac Newton, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Apple
0: fell in his head and goes, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> gravity.
2: <laughs> I've invented it. <laughs>
1: no, no, bro. <no>, no, <laughs> you just gave it a name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. He's the first person to be... Cognizant of it. Oh, you're cognizant of it. Aware mm-hmm. of it, yeah.
2: Right? Absolutely. But
0: I think that's the first step is reintroducing play to kids. Because I'm sorry, handing a child a, a tablet because you can't be bothered, which is totally fine. I'm an adult. I get tired. I can right. understand. I don't have kids, but I can understand yeah. being tired yeah, you gotta and not it wanting to, you, you know, you can't. So I get it. Right. And it's an easy out. But if it's a constant out and you're doing it every day and this kid's entire childhood is based on a screen, that's problematic. Right. And then everybody will give you the exc- Oh, it's more dangerous outside. I don't know if that it's more dangerous than it ever has been in terms of sending a kid outside to play. And, like, what happens when you depends. send them out in groups? We it, went out as kids. We were out in groups.
1: It, it depends where you're growing up. I guess. It depends, you know, what town you're in. I mean, you know. here, yeah, in Aurora. Well, I mean, oh, you know. that
0: the population of Aurora alone from when I was a kid to where it is now is significantly it's different. Up, yeah. It's at least doubled. At but least. But it's
1: still, it's still considered a safe town. But it's, right? yeah, by and large, right? Right,
0: yeah. I mean, the police headquarters for the whole region is here.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah.
0: And not just that. Like, just this neighborhood specifically- has got a huge conservation area behind it. Right. And like that's that's exactly where I grew up. That was where I played. Right. Was in the forest behind the house. Right. And there with a big group of kids, all my age, and that's what it was about. Like, it was, we went, we had the sickest fort. We'd go out, we played play with, with illegal fireworks. We were, you know, like, there's so many cool things that we did. And, like, I learned these, like, I think very valuable life skills from playing in the Absolutely. real world in nature
1: yeah, I think I think it teaches you how to be properly social, whereas that too social over skills a, over a phone. Yeah, that's now, true, right? I mean, it's not. I don't think it's proper interaction. It's interaction, absolutely, but it's not. It's not the same. It's definitely not the same, and it's it's proven to make people more anxious, anxiety levels depressed. have risen because of you're right. You know, disconnected,
0: so, like my dog right now. Nobody's petting him, so he's
1: depressed. Yeah, you just gotta give him a little bit Your of life attention? is
0: so hard, Milo. <laughs> your life is so hard. You're fed. It's his hard. You get treats. Yeah. I took. It's cold today. I took you outside. I put your jacket on. You wore a jacket outside. Wow. I know, just to pee. <laughs> your life is so hard. <laughs> Look at his face. is like, it is. I'm telling you, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> See that The that sarcasm? Yeah. That's, little, that's what he does. He talks to me. I think he swears he's human. Yeah. He's person after all these years. He thinks he's a person. He thinks he's a person for sure. He has a bed in everybody's room, and then he's got a bed on the landing. I don't know if you saw when he came up. He's got a bed there. He's got a bean bag in the living room. (laughs) Do You see that? That's his. Nobody else uses that. Yeah. He's got a bean bag, and then another flat bed right beside it. And he's got two beds in the living room. Wow. One bed on the landing, and then one bed in everybody's bedroom. Wow. Your life is hard. And then he also consider him the king. Yeah, and he, he can go on the couches. He can do whatever he wants. He's on my bed right now. Literally all the soft places in the house are your space. Wow. Can you imagine?
1: Good for him. I mean a good life.
0: You know, I was watching a documentary last night. Speaking of dogs, bougie dogs. You ever see that documentary about the friggin' dog that uh, was left for $400 million?
1: A dog was left $400 million?
0: And then there was like a weird cult that formed around it? It's oh, a fantastic God. documentary. I can't Is remember it? what it's called, but it's on
1: Netflix. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm enticed to watch it just because it's out of curiosity. But I mean, it's... It sounds a little ridiculous. It's it's
0: insane how it even happened. And this is before the the era of like social media, how this how this kind of stupidity managed to manifest.
1: You know, we'd call it stupidity. Maybe it's other people. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe it's anything goes. Maybe it's just the age we're living in where like anything goes. Right. I mean, there's definitely people that are going to speak up and say what's on their mind. But I mean, at the end of the day, anything does go yeah i mean what what's really right and wrong i mean
0: that well, that's 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 sort of the thing you know that's sort of the thing when you're looking at like you asked the question of where are we going well what is right and wrong because that's going to determine where we go how we get there that's going to determine things like you know yeah. who we elect as our or who rather not just elect but in some cases in some places in the world or gets appointed or right. takes it by force you know who yeah. who leads us in the world
1: well, i mean that's where you got to look at history you got to learn from previous mistakes that people have made
0: yeah but history is cyclical around and around the wheel goes it doesn't we don't seem to ever learn the lesson
1: it's true it's true right and now history it's you know it's like storytelling after hundreds of years right that story is gonna get it's gonna get switched around a little bit it's, it's also be a story that's you know? told
0: by the victor exactly so you get that obscurity right it's not that objective
1: yeah, I mean it's. I mean we'll, we'll see. I guess. I mean.
0: Where do you see the world being, in let's say ten years?
1: Well, AI is already obviously been implemented in a lot of things, and these these tech layoffs that a lot of these companies are doing, right? I mean, they're laying off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It's like ten tens of thousands. Ten right? tens
0: of thousands each.
1: Right. Yeah. So it's. It's the reality of yeah. You you got to think now of your career what's still going to be around in 5-10 years because I feel like right now we're at a bridge point we're bridging from certain industries right like mm. oil now going more, to, you know, more towards electrical gas gas vehicles electrical more things on a grid I believe right
0: you know you mentioned that actually and it reminds me of a question I wanted to ask you on this show and I it was one of those things where I kind of had it like I was cleaning up and then I had the idea and then yeah. I just never got to writing it down but I'm glad I remembered it yeah if you're let's say like a big oil tycoon in the world or whatever, you're, you know, you're making your bread from oil fossil fuels. Right. Why wouldn't you want to if you know that oil is on its way out and you know that market is going to eventually one day shrink? Why wouldn't you want to be on the cutting edge of establishing let's say green energy? You have the money to do it. You can corner that market if you still want to hold out to monopoly. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you take your company? Let's call it Matt's Oil Company. I'm one of the biggest oil producers in the world. Right. Why wouldn't I be on the cutting edge of establishing green or reusable energy sources, biofuel, all that shit?
1: Well, then I think it gets a little bit more political. I think there's just probably corporations that are now in control, more so, right? Corporations definitely- like Tesla and you know these new electric companies, right? I mean, maybe. Yeah, maybe the big oil giants have gotten their foot in it. Maybe they haven't. Because at the end of the day, I mean, it still could fail mm-hmm. down the road, right? I mean, and something that you could rely back on to is oil. But now, I mean, oil is a resource that's its not like it's going to be around forever. It's not. It's going right?
0: to run out. It will, right? So if for no other reason, if you take away the environmental aspect of it, you take away the whole microplastic thing, you take away everything else from it. Yeah.
1: It's a limited resource. Absolutely. So.
0: But look at like smoking, for instance, okay? Because right. like I'm, I'm a little bored there. 10 days smoke free. I'll be 11, 11 days smoke free when I'm ready to go to bed tonight. It's Good great. For you. When I'm on the vape now, okay? Yeah. And I know from like watching like documentaries and researching and well, researching, but like reading articles and that kind of thing yeah. that uh, a lot of, you know, when Jewel came out, the big Jewel craze. So a lot right. of tobacco companies are partnering with these big, vaporizer e-cigarette companies sure. because they know that's where it's going. If you're the freaking board of let's call it let's call it um you know Madden Alex's Smoking Incorporated. You've been around since like the 1920s. Sure. You were there for both world wars or maybe earlier than the 20s. Let's say you were there for both world wars. You're huge. You got money for days. Right? And you know that people aren't smoking anymore. There are people that smoke cuz they've always smoked, but when those people die out, there are no new customers. Right. But there are a lot of new customers taking in nicotine in their adolescence, which is the ideal time to get them, right, right nowadays. And they're they're on the jewel, They're on the vapes. They're on this, that, and the other. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so right. wouldn't you want to partner with those companies? And that's what's happening. But I, what I'm not seeing happen are these big industries that we are literally blaming for our problems, not partnering with companies that are the solution to their problems, or they're not venturing um, as deeply into those industries, right? Like, how, if money is the motive, if money is the only motive, right? why wouldn't that be the first course of action for these massive companies that have established monopoly and would probably likely want to maintain monopoly?
1: I mean, we don't really know if, we don't know if they have their foot in it, right? I mean, yeah, you'd think it's either adapt or, or let's or say you're, you're done, right? Mm-hmm. It's And that's o- over the course of human existence. It's mm-hmm. the rule of thumb. You have to adapt. Mm-hmm. You have to adapt to your... Everything your that lives. Everything. Everything that lives. So either they can get out, take the money, take what they've made, and just that's it. I'm out of the game. Or or that's it. You venture into a new area, right? I mean, that's the thing. Where do you leave now the next generation?
0: That's the question. Right? Well, that's You're, what all these activists kids, from you know? all corners are asking. Like, right. What about what the hell about us? When we well, inherit the world, what is what's going to be left?
1: Well, that's the thing. And I think that's why a lot of people are even debating. Not uh, not everybody, but a lot of people are debating whether you know they want to have kids. Well, our generation right? for sure is on it's, it's more our generation than than ever,
0: because we, right? we we talk about this all the time. We we are the age that our parents were when they were having us, uh, already had us. I'm older. I'm like three years older than my mom was when she got started, and I am right. literally the same age as my dad was when he got started. Right. So, someone's got to give. I'm I'm nowhere. I don't even have a partner, let alone well, <laughs> thinking a- about having a kid. That's but a, I do have friends that do,
1: absolutely, and and we obviously know people that you know they're in relationships and you know they're great and God bless. But then there's there's some people that are gonna. I mean, not we'll, we'll find people, but at the end of the day, <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so sad, it sounds depressing. Eh? Like, yeah, maybe we'll find someone. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, I mean. but uh, I once again, I think social media just doesn't play a good role in that. Yeah, like you're connected to a lot more people. Now you have a lot more let's you Access know selection. Access too. Yeah. But I just I don't know if you're too caught up into it. It'll eat say, you, you alive. You know, you 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 find someone. You start dating after a year. Naturally, yeah, the honeymoon phase is real mm. and it will go away. I mean, yeah, there's you can there's ways to keep it keep it hot and to keep it whatever, you know, keep it going and keep it exciting for sure. But naturally, because of things like social media, you're gonna right? get tired of you There's got. always just there's always something better out there. Mm-hmm. Why would I settle for this guy mm-hmm. who makes a hundred k a year, who's a five ten, when I can find a guy that's six one, who makes two hundred k a year, good looking, and he can make me laugh en- just enough, and mm-hmm. right. But where does it end? I where does cost. it end? Yeah. Right.
0: Well, that's the thing is like. We're we're the, the most lonely generation in history, yet the most connected generation, yet the most educated generation. Yet, so you have like all of these pluses and all these minuses, and you in theory it should equal out. But we're all just like, you're either happy or you're miserable. You know what I find? Right. People in our specific generation, like our age range, there, like ninety eight to ninety five. Right. The people who are together have been together for a significant amount of time. Right. And then you have the single people. Yeah, who have been single for a significant amount of time. Right, there doesn't seem to be any in inter in, in between. Nobody dating to find the right person just hasn't found it yet, kind of thing. I haven't seen that. Like it's it's
1: one extreme or the other. Maybe it's fading. I mean, everyone's different. Everyone's in their own point in their lives, and That's yeah, true. I mean, it, our parents they you know my parents they found each other when they were i believe 20 they got yeah. married at 25 that young, was young. kind of the average thing right they're the most
0: divorced generation in the history of the world there is that too right i mean same with my parents
1: yeah so will will those numbers hold at that rate at that divorce rate mm-hmm. in 20 years with our generation probably and if anything it's probably well people it's aren't just, probably people, growing i mean people aren't it's, getting it's married high. People well, aren't, getting aren't getting married. People aren't getting married in general. So, yeah. So now the divorce rates might stay the same. But how many people are actually getting married? I don't know if the
0: divorce rates are going to go up because I think that our generation has a new kind of parameter around marriage. Because most, most of us, a lot of us, at least half of us, right. are products of divorced families. We know like how shitty that is to be right. part of that and like all the crap that's involved. I think a lot of us, our generation is cognizant of that. And I think a lot of us go into marriage being like, this is it. Right. Sure. Sign the prenup, maybe, but we maybe, intend not to use it type of thing. You know, Sure.
1: Maybe you and I do. Yeah. I mean, there's, two, there's just some kids. I mean, look at a divorced family, right? Divorced parents. Let's say they had two kids. One kid can just go one way. The other one goes the other way in terms oh, of yeah. there's no control how of they approach relationships yeah. and their mentality behind it. They can either have grown up and watched all that shit mm-hmm. and
0: have, chose to be defined by it or right. rise above it or and whatever. have
1: you know yeah. learned their lessons from it yeah. just from spectating basically yeah. or there's some that it's just gonna affect you and that's maybe it's wired you like that Everyone, mm-hmm. so everyone's different right but I mean yeah I mean who knows the divorce rate it's high <laughs> but it's higher in some states in, you know like in the United States California it's high I think it's the highest actually mm-hmm. I think it's California and the state of New York I wouldn't know. What's that's it, why yeah. you got to get a laptop. I'm pretty so sure the California. This yeah, exactly. It's yeah, literally your job. Goddamn. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. It's
0: okay. You're in the therapy <laughs> chair today, but.
1: Right. <laughs> but um. Yeah, it's 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 just, it's the mentality that you got to go into it with as well, right? When you're finding someone or looking for someone, right? It's. You got to be in the right headspace, and you got to be in the right place yourself as well. You
0: know? Well, yeah, and that's a given. But I think the hardest part of this day and age is, like you said, everybody. Everybody has got something better, kind of, in the queue. Well, you think? So, so you, you, you have think. you can go through, and I know a lot of people are working on it because you see them like social media and like TikTok, especially is like sure. huge for people who are practicing metacognition and introspection and getting better and in their healing phase, as they call it, or healing era or whatever sure. they want to name it. Yeah. And
2: there
0: are a lot of people doing the work. Yeah, but to what end? Because at the end of the day, you are supposed to be doing that work all the time. <laughs> Even
1: in a relationship, it isn't a. Everybody's calling it a healing era. That's your whole life is a healing era. Well, exactly. It's like, it's like asking someone if they're happy. It's like, yeah, you're happy in the moment, but you're. It's not like you're at the top of the mountain and this is it. Like but it's that's the, the pursuit thing. of happiness that's supposed to keep you going. There's an like, illusion. I don't think it's, it's not a destination. Yeah, there's like, an oh, illusion. This is a it. I made it. We're good. Exactly. Like, no, it's your whole. Li- that's whole, what life is. It's it, a pursuit. Happiness is
0: is a co- is like a collection of little moments throughout your whole life. Right that you, you then turn into nostalgia those. yeah, and you can look back on and be like, I led a happy life.
2: Right. Because that's
0: what you fo- fo- You chose to focus those memories and, for sure. and be present. For sure. But, but I, I don't know. A lot of people are very like healing era. What comes after the era is over? It's like a diet. People are like, oh, I'm on a keto diet right now. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> if you're on a keto diet, that's what you eat now and forevermore. That's a keto diet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not
1: like... <laughs> yeah if, if you're day one day two of a keto diet you're not in a ketosis ketosis state as they call it yeah. right that takes it's a process right just like anything and yeah i mean a healing state is it, rightfully so if you got out of a relationship six months ago whatever yeah, the case take is some time sure, to for sure take, you're gonna need as much time there's no you can't put a date on it no. oh i need six months and then i'll be good after six months
0: no but there's a eventually you get to a point in your life though where you're gonna be like but it's a
1: mindset.
0: Yeah. That's 100%. the thing. You got to like, realize, okay, well oh, I'm is over my over state end? Yeah, I'm like over it, it so, yeah. but, but I'm still working on, no shit, you're still working on you, you're yeah. always working on you. Yeah. But that's the thing, is like, you look at the dating pool now, because technically we're both still in it, right. whether or not you're actively looking for somebody. <laughs> right. But, it seems everywhere you turn, you try to find a partner, Right. you know,
1: nobody's interested. I think people are just, they don't know fully what they want. I think there's, You know, it it seems like when you find someone, it's 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 like I said before, it's options. Yeah. It's like, okay, do I really want to settle down with this person when maybe in two weeks I can find someone better that comes along? But oh, I'm already tied up, and uh, that opportunity kind of passed you up. It's, I mean, how many opportunities
0: got to pass you before you realize they're not going to come anymore?
1: Exactly, and then you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. Right at that point. You know, but that's the thing you got to, you got to have self-awareness, right? You got to really, you got to know yourself. That's sorely f- lacking. Yeah. Well, that's, the thing. I
0: was guilty of it even up to like two years ago. Right. You know, cause I only started working on like metacognition and looking inward and introspection right. in like the last couple of years. I got diagnosed ADHD January 21. Right. So then working with a therapist and stuff like that, I'm like, Oh shit, there's a lot of stuff I got to look in on. And like I've relationships that I've mashed up for sure. You know what I mean? Because of failure to look inwards. But there are a lot of people who aren't as fortunate as me to figure it out as young as I guess I've done. Like, you have to look inward. Heal those things. But it's a it's a constant thing. It's never going to stop.
1: Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of people are just looking at the destination. Right? But, yeah, and not looking yeah.
0: at starting a relationship with somebody in the state that they're in. And you're in the state that you're in. when you're in a relationship, you're supposed to be looking for somebody to grow with. So like there's gonna always be shit they have to deal with. There's yeah. always gonna be shit you have to deal with. Yeah. You're supposed to help each other through that. Right. Nobody looks at dating like that. You know who talks about dating like that? Couples. Established couples. Couples, yeah. They're the only ones Experience to talk about. Experienced couples that yeah. are
1: truly in a but, good place. No right? shit, you know that. You're yeah. in a you you're you're obviously
0: a healthy enough individuals right. who are living life together. Right. You're, we don't, you know, as much as we want to hear your, your 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 keys to success and whatever, you're not right. in the dating pool anymore. Right. That's another argument I have a lot with a lot of friends of mine that have been in relationships. I have a couple of them who've been in relationships for over 10 years. Right. Why are you still single, Matt? What's going on? Like, but you don't know what the dating pool looks like. Oh, come on. We used to we used to throw down in high school. That was back in high school, man. Yeah. That was we, a, little you know, you're, you're it's a little bit different now. you're different, I'm different, everybody's different yeah. and the world is different. For sure. High school, for me, graduated coming up on 10 years.
1: Right. it's a lot changes in 10 years. Absolutely. And, I th- you know, the people that think that they have, you think you have your relationship together and, and that's it. And maybe you do, right? God bless. But you can't be content. Ever. Like, that, I think that's the number one Settle. thing. And that's Settle. where that, that, that phrase, the honeymoon stage, mm-hmm. it, it ended or, or it's going to end. It's like, yeah, it's real because... After a certain amount of time, usually people say it's nine months a year, you 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 became content That's- with what you got, right? It's like, oh, okay, I already got a good job, I got the girl, I got a decent enough car, good enough car for now. Mm-hmm. You become content, and then where's the effort after? It's like, and and it happens, right? Because even uh, Tyson Fury is a former heavyweight boxer of the world. He, I mean, his craft, his whole life was boxing. Yeah. He worked his whole life to get to the top of the mountain to, be- to become champion. He got there. Then what? You got there at, let's say, 30 years old. Then what do you do? Hey, right? On to the next one. So, right? so I don't know how old he was <clears throat> when he actually became champion, but um, he went into a deep depression after. He almost committed suicide. He has a whole story about it. Well, this is kind of right? one of the things I'm worried about with Tom Brady. Okay, well, Tom, yeah, you got I mean, businesses you, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I it's know, not but the, no, but well, like, no, for sure, yeah. I mean, you could go 40, into a, a depressed state. Forty-six, and he just got divorced. For yeah, yeah. I mean, what what do listen, you do now? I don't think you, a lot of people are feeling bad for Tom. I no,
0: I, I don't mean that, but it's I'm a not, perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a very very visible example of exactly for what sure. you're talking listen, about. Listen,
1: he can go down one of two routes. Yeah, he can find other purposes in life. I mean, Kobe Bryant talked about it. You know, obviously before yeah. he passed. So yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean he, but he did it though. He well, was he was venturing into other things. He goes, you know, and I he had his a family, passion. and he was yeah, a he, very
0: active father. Exactly, yeah. he died being an active father.
1: Yeah, he was driving. He was, he was on, a helico- on a
0: helicopter, he on a helicopter commuting to yeah, uh, his I mean, kids' basketball game. Well, he
1: he 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 deserved that. I mean, he, you know, he hmm. worked his whole life for that. So, but he talked about it. He goes, yeah, you know, your one passion's sort it's ending yeah. right now. You gotta you gotta venture into something else. something else has got to. It's the pursuit. Right. That's He's th- a marvel. He, he he retired at, what, 36, however old he was. Super young. And what? You're young. That's it. You're at the top of the mountain. You're a multimillionaire. So and now what? you have, you're like, you're you have like another 60
0: now. years of life, basically. You know, God willing. You have another right. six. That's a long. He's
1: more yeah. of your life left than you've lived. Yeah. You can't go into that headspace thinking like, oh, I, I'm good now. I make 100K like a year. Yeah. Even now, like for your your average person. Oh, okay. I make 120 a year now. Time to stop. I got a Benz. You know, I am uh, I got a condo now. I'm with a chick. And then it's like, okay, now now what? Find something else to push you, right? Well,
0: what part of that whole thing is then toxic too for humanity? Well, then. Constantly having to find something to be the master of and then you exhaust it and then you have to find something new and then you master it and then you exhaust it. Is that like really? Is that the purpose
1: of life? Is that the meaning of life? No, I don't think it's the meaning, but I think it's, I mean, is it? That's not how it was. I mean, five hundred years ago, let's say, was it like that, right? I don't think it was. I don't think it well, was that then, same headspace
2: back
0: then. Right? If you look at like guilds and shit, like it was sort of like master your craft and that's it. And then you have to find meaning in life from other avenues. So your 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 job, so to speak, or your project, or your whatever you're taking on, it did never it did define you. I mean, let's be honest, tailors were named purpose. Taylor and.
1: But there was purpose if you were a blacksmith. There was more
0: to life than just your job, in a manner of speaking.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. I think people are forgetting that,
0: though. People are forgetting to look at and enjoy those little
1: things. 100%. I mean, and that's the thing. It's, you know, you hear a lot of people say that celebrities and they can easily be just as miserable as your average person. If not worse, right? I think a
0: lot of people no longer have the illusion that celebrities are like all happy and life is wonderful, starlight. Like that night, you know, like the 1960s esque celebrity look that died in the 60s when you started seeing people like Marilyn Monroe in her friggin 30s dead because of an overdose and taking drugs to escape you know
1: right and there's yeah there's some conspiracy behind that there is a lot of I, I know
0: but I mean you know it's at the end of the day you know like Okay, yeah. then Then at that point, you know for sure, she and she was, I mean, she was, she was into some shady shit, or at least shady characters. Well,
1: I mean, she was with... Uh, the Kennedys. She was the with brothers, the Kennedys. The brothers, the two of them. So he was... What,
0: Bobby and, and Jack.
1: Wasn't one of them married, or... No, both of them were married. Both of them were married. Yeah, of married. course. Yeah, so you know?
0: it's... Boston Catholics, of course they were both married. Yeah. In the
1: 60s? Gosh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know? I mean, listen, she was a fabulous woman. Fabulous. She was...
0: By all accounts... Mm. by all accounts
1: yeah she was uh, uh but, gorgeous too when you look at pictures of her right? oh yeah absolutely like she, she's just stunning, timeless timeless beauty God. timeless beauty yeah
0: yeah. but like look at like a more, more modern example Amy Winehouse you know right the bottle killer that's that's addiction and escapism and you know and right. you think to yourself that much talent and that much like it's like everything's going for you right. how do you lose your way like that
1: well that's the thing it's, it's okay she made it let's say you make it to the top or whatever you consider the top is yeah then what, right? You you made it there in your thirties or your twenties or your forties. What about the rest of your life? Yeah, right. Your your whole life was surrounded by that. Now that's it. You made it, right?
0: Well, that's kind of a microcosm to another thing I've been wondering about too. Is like, how do you get out? So celebrities. It's, I mean, to an extent, you obviously don't have you know all that much sympathy for them because it's still an elective thing to get into that. Yeah. But for the regular person, like, like I just watched a video talking about people being utterly disillusioned with we've talked about this, the system. Right. Being completely disillusioned with it, no longer want to participate, want to get off the grid, remove themselves from the system as you often say, hand in your SIN card and that's it. You know? How do you do that without money? Like we talked about it. You have to play the game and win in order to
1: get out. Well yeah. First you gotta have the knowledge to know what you're doing and where you're going to go with that, Mm -hmm. right? So let's say, I mean, growing up in the West is also very different too than other parts of the world. 100%. Like, it's, people from other places in the world look at what's going on in Canada and more so the United States, obviously. Scratching your head. And it's, these people are, they're losing it. Like, we've, it's normal because we're in it and it's just what we're experiencing. Yeah. Right? But at the end of the day, the fuck's going on here
0: look in africa you see like i I love those like you never you ever go on like tiktok and you see those like random videos of that like random woman in in like an african village and be like look this is how we make like cocoa butter and she's just pounding away at her fucking thing and whatever and she's like you know you people in america and in the west you always say oh look how poor she is oh look how she's making the best of it. i'm not poor i'm rich it's kind of like bob marley you like i'm not i'm not you know yeah, defa-
1: what's your rich what's your rich yeah.
0: and uh, you look at lives like that living amongst the land and of the land you're like an integrated part of the ecosystem as opposed to like this like sort of steward or master or controller right. of it and yeah. they are living far more fulfilled lives obviously you don't know the whole of it and obviously they're dealing with their own political issues and sure. you know yeah. you have like you know like like blood diamonds and you have all kinds of political instability you know naturally it's going to make you a little more cognizant or cautious of going to places like that but maybe right. they maybe they got it figured out Maybe they're doing it the right way, and then we're out there interfering. Nestle bottling water for our world, going over there, taking their water. Why do you got to fuck with their water? Leave their water alone. We got tons of water here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Canada's the number one.
0: Yeah. And why do you got to put it in a bottle?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a whole issue in itself, right? Yeah. Plastic water bottles and everything, but... Right? Yeah, it's... That's the thing. It's like we've talked about. It's about balance as well, right? Balance. Um you know, good and bad, yin and yang, it's, it's everywhere. Whereas, you know, her struggles there in Africa or wherever she is, wherever someone else is, it's, it's, it's a different struggle. There's good mm. and bad everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. So our bad is what well, our, our day-to-day bullshit It's being in traffic money issues. Whereas their bad is, Oh, I, I do not have enough of this resource or whatever, mm. whatever the case is. Yeah. Right. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's different. But at the end of the day, there's always a balance. There's always good and bad. And that's relevant all over the world, right?
0: But that does raise the question. I mean, yeah, things are different between our lifestyle and lifestyle of all these communities in Africa. And then you have right. the Eastern world, the Asian world. You have all these different worlds, so to speak, within right. our one world. Yeah. But we're all human, which yeah. means that you're all we're all linked to the same laws of nature, the same patterns of behavior. So how come we can't endeavor to figure out, you know, what's a fulfilling life within those parameters for everybody? And then that way you can say, Okay, in the Western system, here's what you need to do to find fulfillment.
1: Well in- well that that is what's that's that's what's pushed on us though. Like yeah. here in the West, it's everything's resolved it's revolved around money. I mean it, it is all over the world money's money it's, oh, yeah. it's money a currency what are you going to well, do but exactly. like but here it's about it's everything yeah it's materialistic things which you need money, money for everything's money
0: even activities to do with our friends exactly. every time we go out and do something with our friends you have to spend money
1: but you, sometimes sometimes you know, there's a lot of times where things you do you get a lot of the enjoyment in life you know you didn't need a lot of money to spend you didn't that's what i mean it's look, look the at the experience like, and the people that you're with i mean if you're by yourself Driving a Lambo around. Congratulations, you did it. You got a Lambo. You yeah. made it to yeah. your mountaintop. That was your mountaintop. Now, now what? Now what? Who you? Who are you sharing that with? And who actually cares? Nobody gives a shit. If anything, people are just envious of you. That's a thing. And that's a negative energy that's just constantly clouding you. There you go. You don't really want that. You don't really want that. People think they want that attention, but you really don't.
0: How many people are driving around in the Lambo and everybody on the side of the road is like, oh my goodness, tell me your secrets. No one's doing that. Look at this douchebag. It's ego.
1: Yeah. It's ego, right? Right? And, And listen, we're sitting here because we don't have Lambos and it's easy to say that, oh, Listen, it's it'd be great to have a fucking Lamborghini. A great point. <laughs> it's a great car. It's fast. Yeah. It's it's an enjoyment. I don't really. But that's not my mountain. That's not my mountaintop. I'm not personally.
0: Know? I've never been a car guy. I've yeah. never been a go fast guy. Yeah. I I like I like taking my time on things like that. I love driving. I don't right. need to be going, 180 kilometers an hour or right. faster in order to enjoy it. Right. Right. A lot of people, be like, oh, goody, you drive like a, like a slow grandma or whatever. I'm like, yeah, you know what? When we were growing up, everybody loved when I drove. All the parents loved when all their kids got in my car because I drove like an old person. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't need to go fast. I, if you ever gave me a Lamborghini, I wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> I would put it on one of those spinning table thingies and be like, you want to take pictures with it? And so you go, like, <laughs> don't even put an engine in it. You don't need it. You know, keep the hood closed.
1: <laughs> I think everyone would enjoy it. You would enjoy it. You'd, you
0: know what I mean? Maybe on a track. Yeah, on a track. I don't have the coordination. With pedestrians and bikers and shit well, to be driving a, you, a car like going that. On on highway,
1: you go on a highway, you go on an empty road, right? And You'd enjoy yourself. But at the end of the day, like in relationships, like in a lot of things, a year later, on that same road, going that same speed, is it really, you know. It's going to get old. So it's it's going to get old. Now you're going to, okay, now I need more. I need faster. I need better. But how do we overcome that? Because I think that's literally
0: the driving force of like all of our problems is an insatiable
1: need for more. I think you got to take yourself away from materialistic things. I think once you see past that.
0: But it's it applies to everything, not just materialism, like science or this knowledge or anything you do. Look at us. We just started a podcast.
2: Right.
0: You know, we're not. Yeah, we're doing it as a hobby. But in the back of your mind, you're like, you know, this, you know, I hope this takes off and becomes something huge.
1: Yeah, right. because it, I think it's just the sense of reward after, mm. right? When you're seeing the numbers, when you're seeing a few thousand people viewing, it's like, oh, okay, like people are enjoying it. That's mm. the, you know, your reward system giving you a little bit of a kick, right? Like a little bit of a And if you think job. about it
0: in like because we do this a lot, we always go back to like our more like primal era and we're like trying to like yeah. decipher and decode yeah. why we have these certain mechanisms. Right. But like, that's sort of a great example of of us or our systems and our brain sort of evolving faster than we are. Because if you're reliant on the reward system, think about that. That's a hunting mechanism, right? That's like find your food so you can survive mechanism, and it feels great. Like right. we love to fish. Like when you catch a fish, that elation that you you get, that's that is like right. an ancient
1: see, that's the response. Thing. We, we see, think about it like this: we enjoy, we f- find that enjoyment catching a fish for sport, or maybe you're gonna cook it and you're gonna you're gonna eat it and you're yeah. gonna enjoy it. Yeah. But imagine that enjoyment. Imagine that reward system. How those levels are firing off? How you're really feeling that when you're actually hungry, you needed, mm-hmm. you needed. It was life to and catch death. That fish, you, yeah. That, or like that mechanism you're gonna, you're gonna
0: evolved starve. out of life and death. Same right. with hoarding. You know, you, the people who hoard oodles of money, the people who hoard sentimental things, or whatever. Right. right, that is a relic as well of that same exact era of us. That's a you needed to hoard to survive, especially a uh, winter. You know, you were living in Northern Europe, or even just regular, you know, Southern or Central Europe, where you're dealing with winter, or even Americas, the Americas, North America, you're dealing with these vicious, deadly winters. The necessity to hoard—that's an instinct that is going to save your life. Right. But now you have a house, and the house is kind of, you know, by and large, the same type of deal that you're finding everywhere on the planet. Right. Everybody's living in stationary dwelling. Four walls, so to speak, with your little accents that you make it your own. And then, you know, some people go too crazy and they have too much shit to a point where it's not sanitary. Or people, you know, they dedicate their entire lives to the the generation and storing of wealth that just is there and then they die. And then what? And then you send your family into a frenzy over your estate and all this shit. Right,
1: yeah.
2: That's
0: how are we not cognizant of those things, those mechanisms?
1: Well, some people are, I mean, now, now there's a, there's a movement out there that not a movement, but it's a popular thing, um, you know, being minimalistic, right. Where, um, you know, you get rid of a lot of items around your house, it's not like contributing to your life. Mm. Right. So then after you're done that process, you look back, you don't look back, but you look at what your current state is. And yeah, I mean, s- some people find they'll get that gratification of throwing things out but you feel a little bit lighter and it also, I think it helps you focus on things that are more important. Now you're down to the important items in your life. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can focus more of your attention on those things or on just people around you, right? When you're take, you're getting taken away from all that.
0: But I mean, okay, look at my room, right? You, walk, a bed? Yeah,
2: it's a bed for
1: yeah, me. It's yeah, it's
0: his bed. That's his bed in my room. That's <laughs> one it's, of many. Oh,
1: I, say, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: the dog is just making his little bed there. There you go. Yeah. But um, nice. you walked into my room today, and that was your first time coming into my room, right? And you looked around, you're like, "This is a vibe." I had the disco music
1: playing, yeah, yeah. You know, the pre-show yeah, that gets me. Listen, if you put music in a room, yeah, and like you know, yeah, that's the vibe, right? Yeah. You got you had a candle going. I was like, oh, that's, that's it, man. Yeah.
0: you know, it's all about just because you know these are deep conversations and, right. and a lot of vulnerability involved. So you know, you got to be comfortable. Yeah. But like, look at the stuff around here. I mean, this is kind of like my homage to my own life.
1: Right. These are the items and things that are important too. You're not gonna throw out your medals and things like that. Right. You know, I I think it's just now it was a documentary on Netflix. It was a little cheesy, but it was, you know, there was a message behind it. Right. I understood it. So it was, it was good. Right. But, um, at the end of the day, yeah, hoarding, it can be a real issue. It can be a sanitary issue. Well, Even. (laughs) You see that
0: show? You ever see the show on, on TV? Which one? Hoarding buried alive. I mean, no, that's obviously an ext- those are extreme cases, and it's it's predominantly an American market. Yeah. So you're looking at like ultra materialism and yeah. consumerism. Yeah. But I mean, it's not that different here. Yeah. You know, it, I think a lot more people on this side of the border are a little bit more connected to nature, outside of the cities, outside of like the handful of big cities. Right. Because you have to be. There's a little bit yeah. higher degree of self-reliance.
1: Right. Whereas if you're in a city that's the thing when you compare city life to country life it's it really is two way it's just night and day man it's two different worlds literally so it's
0: i always find myself at odds with those two worlds when we go up to to wills cottage because right, yeah, going that north. area is yeah. i mean it's growing right. so you're getting that city influence build up i mean like the first year we i started going to that cottage was a handful of years ago right and there was limited, limited big box stores in the town. Right. Now, when we go up, we don't even have to pre-buy our stuff from the city before we go up. We can just go straight up there because we know everything you need. Yeah. You got all the big stores up there. You got the Walmarts. Literally, every single big grocery store chain is up there. Even fast food chains are up there. You can Yeah, it's crazy.
1: You drive 15 minutes, you're out of Tim's. We have friends beds. now
0: who were literally like... Uh, you know, you, you go up there this Friday night. The Saturday morning, you, they wake up, and they're like, oh, I'm going to go into town and go get this. Why? You can do that at home.
1: Yeah, that's not the point. Yeah. You're
0: up here to be... Like, yeah. this is a beautiful country, and like, look at all the beautiful, natural gifts and toys we have to play with. Like, let's go right. enjoy it. Right. You and me can do it. Yeah, and, A mean, lot of our it's... friends can do it. You know, Matt, we'll have him on the show eventually. He, he knows how to do it. He's great at it. Right.
1: You know? Right. Not everybody... Well, some to, people also, you know, it's they wake up every morning, you go to Tim's, you get your coffee. I get the What's habit, it? creatures of habit, that's right. what we are.
0: Right, right. But yeah, no, you're know. go up. you going up to a cottage, you're going up there to literally kind of like immerse yourself in a more minimalistic, as you said, natural right. lifestyle. We
1: see it like that. That's how I see it, yeah. yeah. That's how you you see and it. I see it really yeah. like that, right? Some people just see it, as like, okay, I'm going up to a cottage to go on a boat to do a little bit of, you know. Sun
0: tanning, which but that's that's, that's 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 kind of like alongside what we're doing too. No, we yeah. are doing
1: those things, but if we're looking we're looking at it from a different lens as well, right? Yeah, I think um, a
0: lot of people are, are in this go go go
1: right. Whereas mentality. when you're there, it's everything seems to slow down a little bit more, which is for us where, it does. Where we came from,
0: not everybody right? wants. That's exactly what I mean, you know. Like, and that's what I mean when I say take time for play, because I think a lot of people. One of the most convoluted and it's sort of been diluted um, euphemisms in the world is work hard, play hard. You ever hear that one? Everybody's yeah. heard that one. Yeah, I think people have completely forgotten the meaning of that.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people want things instantly. Right? It's the quick, like you said, it's everything wants it quick. Um, whereas, you know, there are processes. There are things that are going to take a little bit longer, you know, and that could be an ending in your life. Right, Man. especially career-wise. Especially career-wise, a lot yeah. of people in their early twenties want to make big money. Yeah, sure, we all want to make great money now. But if you're not, I mean, I wouldn't feel bad. But the, the, where, where's the standard? You know, are you supposed to be 30 years old making this amount of money? And then if you're not, then oh, what? You're not like that's not the standard. You're uh, you're you're below the standard. Yeah, like, you're wh- behind. Wh- wh- where are you? Which I I, wh- I mean, who who set that bar? Every right? day
0: I wake up and that, that thought gets into my head at some point or another, 100% yeah day. because
1: we've all we're all born into you know this system whatever you want to call it yeah so yeah if you're in your late 20s you might feel anxious not you i'm just saying in oh, general oh i do no but i do for sure but if you I'm for example that, yeah. let's say you're you're feeling anxious it's yeah. like based off of what society is saying around us mm-hmm. gives a fuck but i mean okay <laughs> so no i'm not saying to you no, who gives I know. a fuck but like I know. Re, like d- looking at it looking into it in a, like, deeper what is it really not? What does it really matter? But it's whatever you're okay with. That's, you know,
0: I think, I think of it like, uh, yeah, there's a social pressure of it. But like I said, I'm a pretty metacognitive person. Like I'm always right. thinking and double checking myself. And I think for me, the pressure doesn't come from social pressure, so to speak. Like there isn't somebody literally being like, no. Hey, you little you know, piece of shit, you're behind it. It's more of like evaluating, people living things that I want and things that I consider relatively simple. Like I want to be like a husband and a father, like over even a career that's more important to me. Like I don't really care what I do. Obviously I want to do something that's going to afford me financial security and like, exactly. Absolutely. But I'm not, I'm not looking to seek fulfillment from my work for me. Fulfillment comes from being a good husband, being a good father and I'm so far away from that goal that at I'm going to be 28 in a few months. Right. At this age, at this stage of my life, now I'm starting to get a little bit, you know, and I, I try, I try to get over it and I try to like.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's obviously easier said than done. Me sitting here you know, saying, oh, who gives a fuck? It's, yeah. it's just whatever, but yeah. It's, it's very real. It's a very real 100%. Like emotion. 100%. For sure. Absolutely. You can't take anything away from what you're feeling or what someone else is feeling at that stage of their life, right? But Yeah. And that's why I think a lot of people, not I think, I mean, a lot of people are now taking more time to start families later in life, which is okay. Yeah, I, fine. Think, I mean, is there a proper age, 20 versus 30, where, oh, you should have a kid at 20 there's no 30? I mean, there's no real...
0: There's no right answer, but there's for, no. I think each person might definitely be able to answer that for themselves. And I know for, sure. for me, yeah, I, I mean... Like, I've seen it, you know, you ever hear about the whole term, like, not, I don't want to say trauma, generational trauma, or generational, we'll call it generational habits. Right. And, like, you're looking at my dad's side of the family, and my grandparents, they, for their time, too, they got married considerably older, and started having kids, cons- like, way older than, than okay. what was the norm for that time. Okay. And then my dad is, like, 15 years younger than his, like, Oldest brother and thirteen years younger than his old his older sister, oh, okay. so he's like even more of a like he's an he said it too he's an anniversary whoops you know right so his parents are considerably older they're in there like his mom was in her forties and his dad was in her, his fifties when he was born and just mm. the way he tells stories of his childhood versus when I hear my aunt and uncle talk about it you can tell they were tired by the time he came around so in my mind yeah there is a too old to get started and this is not for everybody this is just for me right i don't want to be in that position where i'm raising a kid and i'm too tired to be like let's go play catch let's go have a picnic let's go do spontaneous core memory shit right, right. you know like i want to be able to keep up with those golden years and you hear it all the time from your own parents from people you know who are a little older their kids are maybe in their teen years now you hear all of them every single per- parent ever say you know these chaotic days are limited they go away and when they go away you miss them and you never get them back right i want to be able to be fully immersed and present in those days active at my like height for those days i don't want to be 45 just getting started yeah wondering am i going to have enough time to be a grandpa Am I going to have enough time to be a great grandpa? That'd be really cool, right? You know, Yeah. God knows well, how wise it's... I'll be back when those days come. You know,
1: like, yeah. You want to give them to part as much. Everyone's different. Everyone's different. You know? You're, it's whatever point in your life. And if you decide not to have kids, I mean, that's 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 your decision, right? I mean, I used to th- I used to think a few years ago that you know that that doesn't sound right to me. People saying they don't want to have kids that sounds fucked up. I don't agree with that. And now I've just. I have the mentality of it's like, you know what, if some people don't want to have kids and they're, let's say, you know, a lot of people are getting pressured from their families yeah. or their parents. Oh, when are you going to have a kid? When are you going to have a kid? If that person doesn't want to have a kid, you're, pr- the world's probably better off. Cause if you're forced into it by like, let's say your partner, I mean, most likely you're not going to be the greatest parent. You got to want it. You hear about it all the time. You can't just be pressured because of your parents and mm-hmm. what you think socially is right. Yeah. Because well we're just, we're a generation be in the right of, space. We're right? a
0: generation of kids that you hear about it all the time from people all over our generation right. talk about my parents had no business being parents.
1: yeah, I mean there's some people that are just way too selfish for it, I think yeah I, I just they're not fit for it. It's just it is what it is right? and that's always going to be around, sure. Sure. But that kind of brings up
0: and I mentioned this with Nat in our first episode, you right. know, it takes a village. Like I strongly believe that. Right. But in a world of increasing isolation, where the fuck's the village? Because yeah, the I village mean, can make up for a lot of those shortcomings. Yeah. I grew up, I mean, like, my parents got divorced, and my dad wasn't around in you know, really the most formative years of my life. Right. You know. But there was compensation there. There were men in my life that my, my friends' fathers who, active, were around, saw what was happening with me and took it upon themselves to be a male role model in my life. Right. And for them, I'm eternally grateful. Right. But that is exactly what I mean by it takes a village. It really, really takes a village. Yeah. It's... And I don't know what a village is going to look like in
1: 10 years. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think that sense of community, I think everyone needs, I mean, to the root, that's those are our roots. That's it's social we're, social we're animals. That's social animals. Like. Exactly. Yeah. We're pack animals. We're designed to be together. Yeah. Right. Um, that's why. So I said earlier, you know, I feel like we're at a bridge point. I think it really is. A, it's it's a hard time. Right. Not. And I just think in general, mm-hmm. people are finding that it's a hard time because I believe we're in a bridge point where we're bridging towards a, a really different. Type of society. Mm-hmm. Right. From let's say, compared to twenty years ago, I mean things have always evolved and changed, and they always right? will. But it seems like now, with things like AI, and just certain industries that are really growing, and then even society, right? I mean, it's,
0: do you think there's a you know, do you think there's a catalyst point in terms of technology and integrating technology into our lives? Do you think there's a point where we'll be so integrated with technology that we can't turn back or we can't escape? terminator type shit (laughs) it's very dystopian but maybe maybe less of a you know annihilate the world but more of a you could never get away from it even if you tried
1: well let's see how controlling it really is right Mm -hmm. whereas if is everything if everything's really going to be on a grid right a lot of things are already on a grid but now to the extent of cars and a lot of other things right so if you're in that if you're in the system and we all realistically are but i mean yeah i mean there's no real turn how are you gonna get out of that it's your cent- whole life is centralized on that and, and you don't really know any other life a lot of these people that you know live van life or want to go off gridding, god bless i hope it works out i believe in yeah, it like i like, believe in it too I, 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 I love the idea of it but you weren't born in that yeah sure it probably works out for a lot of people but it's got to be an isolating lifestyle, too. No matter, I mean, Well, it depends. If you e- bring if, a
0: family with you. Even if you find yourself in like those van communities, which are literally popping up everywhere, because a lot, a lot of people are starting to live like this. Right. Yeah, okay, fine. You, you kind of get that little sort of pseudo community when you're there, but you're living a nomadic lifestyle. What right. happens when you pack up and move? Yeah, you have social media, and you can stay connected to these people, but you're not, they're not active. You're not playing an active role in your day-to-day life. No. And then you've got to go somewhere else, and you're going to kind of reestablish that
1: it really depends on the type of person you are the type of mindset you're having going into that yeah right i mean if you can handle being alone i mean you and i believe that we're pack animals and to our roots we are but mm-hmm. if you don't have that same mentality maybe you could survive by yourself yeah right it's re- everything really in life it it really is a mindset you know and it's, a lot of people ask, even in terms of happiness and things like that, it's really a mindset. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's shitty things that are going to happen to you. And it happens to everybody. And it happens to absolutely everybody. Yeah. But you you got to put yourself in a happy mind mindset, which is obvious. It sounds... I don't know. I, some see, people think it's, oh, oh, easier said than done. Yeah, sure. For but sure easier said than done. But I don't It's know about your it's perspective a... on everything that's happening to you, all the bad things that are happening to you. Like my... My wrist, my fractured wrist, right? At the beginning, I was, I went into a depression for the first day. Then well, I, yeah, because that's like, just super inconvenient well, and shitty. It is. It's yeah. terrible, yeah. right? Because that was in the moment. That's what I was thinking and feeling yeah. all the bad things that were going to come out of this. Mm. But then you start trying, you know, you find positives or you try to find positives. Yeah. The point is that now I have a different, I'm not glad it happened. I mean <laughs> <laughs> maybe you will be one day Listen, it, maybe not <laughs> I, I'm getting the most out of it I'm yeah, I'm, yeah. you know being productive yeah. right and getting the most out of this situation which, yeah, which I'm finding know. happiness out of because it's the best I can do right now because life goes on
0: life does go on yeah life does go on and like you know it's cool like this podcast I've had a lot of fun I mean we've i've done one episode with, with nat already and then now we're doing we're here like i mean we're 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 at an hour and 45 minutes this is great well wow. you know we're really not yeah. you know we're yeah. we're knocking over dominoes here <laughs> but like it's you're here with a busted flipper like <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know are you having a good time <laughs> yeah
1: listen it's it's good it's good to you know talk with someone that you're um truly friends with right like it's you know have true genuine people around you that have the same understanding as you and it's important
0: right it's that's a great point and i've i've had a similar conversation with you know we have we have a pretty established friend group and we're fortunate because i hear it all the time a lot of people go wow you know i i see you guys do all stuff on social media all the time like i really wish i had a group of friends that was like that Where like it's like 10 of us and like we're all friends individually like one-on-one you and i are friends you and nat are friends me and Nat are friends we have matt we got will we got eva we got julia we got like george i don't want right. to miss people but I mean, i'm right. you know yeah, chris yeah. you know Nick, <laughs> yeah, yeah. there's a whole bunch yeah. of people in our friend group and yeah. we're all friends with each other and then we do stuff together as a group
1: yeah yeah i mean we all have relationships with each other and that's and then we all come together in a little community but that's where it's nice you right? know
0: i think about this all the time and i stopped smoking now again like i said coming up on 11 days but when right. i'd go out for like a cigarette in the backyard Right. I'm thinking about it. I'm like, you know, these are I'm living the proverbial good old days. That's what this is what is happening right now. It's a heavy thought because they're not going to last forever. And I know that life's going to happen. We're all going to move on at some point in time. Hopefully you could do our very best to stay connected. You know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. Uh, The last episode with Nat, I called out my buddy Phil. (laughs) I go, hey, me and Phil, we talk on the phone all the time. You know, and we'll go three, four months, pick up the phone, hey, uh, catch up, reminisce, greatest conversation, three, four hours on the phone, right. feeling great after. Right. Well, let's go. We'll meet up for coffee. We'll meet up for coffee. Yeah. I called him out in the last episode. So he calls me last night. He goes, Mark down on your calendar. We're going for coffee on Monday. I'm like, okay. And I put it, see there, it's on a like, Coffee with Fill. It's on my calendar
1: there. Yeah, well, that's just the type of relationship you guys have now, right? right. That's just where it's evolved to. Effort, right? but the effort is still there. The effort, as long as you guys are still communicating. If you guys didn't communicate at all, then it's like, okay, it fizzle off like fun. any other, right? Then forget it. Yeah. And
0: but, I, have, I have buddies you know, from college, you know, like I still got them on social media and you hear from them every now and then, but for the most part, I, I yeah. don't really talk to anybody that I went to college with.
1: But you're going to, I mean, you obviously know this. You're going to, there's your genuine friends that you have a yeah. deep connection with. And it will that be. That you will stay connected with always unless some, some real bad shit happens well, yeah. or whatever the case. But m- most likely they're, they're going to be there long term in your life.
0: Yeah. And and, and there's the uh, the effort, the two, two-way two bilateral effort. Yeah. It's, which it's, is a huge and integral part of it. And I think that's another thing that people lose out on relationships. You know what a really great place to learn how to be a good partner is? is friendships right 100%. i don't get how people don't get that that the relationships obviously you'll, you're gonna find you're in a far more intimate setting with a partner than you are with like a best that's the difference yeah but that's the difference the, the fundamentals are the same absolutely reciprocity yeah you know effort yeah listening to understand as opposed to listening to respond yeah that kind of thing yeah i think you know People who are, are are in our generation, especially the people who find themselves alone and wondering what the hell's going on, twiddling their thumbs, looking for the golden answer. If you ever wanted a golden answer, I could probably say that's it.
1: Right, and it's easy to point the finger as well, right? It's easy for everybody. to everyone sits there, and including us to an extent today I and mean, tonight, whatever, and says, "Oh, look how fucked up society is getting. Look, look at the issues here and there." I mean, and here are the solutions. people yeah, just mean, did this, <laughs> you know, you, you got to be self aware of your, yeah. Contributions. Of your issues as well, and yeah. your contributions, what you're doing to impact that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think self awareness is like the biggest thing you can have. I mean, personally, when I'm communicating with someone, if me naturally, if I find that they don't have a lot of self awareness and realizing you're withdrawing. It, for me personally, because I harp on it so much, right? And I think about it a lot. I'm like that too, right? And it's yeah, I'm not saying I'm perfect. I have amazing self-awareness. I mean yeah. but it's a, you know, well, it's I definitely, something you strive for, right? You pursue.
0: I I've, I've learned from metacognition practices over the last couple of years. Um I like to talk a lot, which I'd already known, <laughs> you know, but but before I wouldn't let anybody get a word in. I mean, that's part part and part ADHD. Metacognition is a big part of it because right. you can't be on drugs all the time. You you do need right. to be aware of it right? so you can rein it in. Right. And but I like talking to people and I like listening to people. Right. But I know what you mean. Like you will have a conversation. How many times have been in, like the bar, and you know you're just talking to some random guy out in the smoke pit or whatever. Yeah. Or like you know before COVID, like everybody was really kind of on top of each other yeah, back you in those days. Thinking things. Right. And people would talk, and you could kind of just you knew like okay, this doesn't matter what I say. This person just wants to you know they just want to say their piece, and then I'll say my piece, and we'll probably walk away knowing that we don't agree with each other and you'll never ever nothing will ever come of it yeah but i even those i like because i i personally take things away from it i don't know that everybody else
1: does but i do i don't yeah i mean i don't think if people even have that thought like or most no, you do yeah some other people probably do but a lot of people that go for a smoke they see someone you start shooting this shit and maybe that's all it is to them right yeah and then that's i mean it, you're yeah. just looking deeper into it Right,
0: I just think it's cool because people, everybody has different perspectives, and everybody's beliefs and stances on X, Y, and Z, and everything in between, are all formulated out of lived experiences. And lived experiences are real. You know, like the way I grew up, the way I lived, is definitely different from the next person beside me. And if they have a stance on, you know, even the big red hot topics like pro life, pro choice, all that stuff, you know, like those stances that people have on those matters. Are being driven by ex- real lived experiences. They're not just, right. You know, not everybody is just an inherent asshole. Think about it. That's that's impossible. Right. There's no way that could be the case.
1: Well, that and that's where a lot of people. That's where there's the left side and the right side. There you're going to find you're just not. You know, people have dealt with real experiences like that, and then there's some people that are just talking out of their ass.
0: For oh, me, for in sure. terms
1: of that subject, oh, I'm talking out of my ass. I have never experienced anything like that. I've never had to make a decision. Yeah. So for me to now give my opinion, that's my opinion. Who gives a fuck? But it, right? but that's what
0: I'm saying. You you forming an opinion is not coming out of nowhere.
1: No, I mean you're going to form an opinion of what I've off seen. your experiences. Yeah. Right. It's based off what I've seen. Right. But.
0: But at the top of that argument. Pro-choice is just the example, right? But at the top of the pro-choice, pro-life it's argument, subject. it's hugely a topic, oh wildly nuclear topic. Yeah. But at the top of it, like the people who are arguing about it at the very height of it, the sure. top of it, the the, the, the sure. experts, if you will, sure. on both sides make like highly compelling points, which is what adds to the complexity of the issue. Right. Because I- and and those points are not just based in let's say, uh, you know, lived experience, and now now you're bringing in science into it and you're bringing in the right. realities of social pressure and this and that and the other. And, like, I have my stance on the matter, right? Like, I, I'm sure. happy to say I'm pro-choice. Like, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, the people who are arguing pro-life, and they're particularly the educated, well-situated people who are making legitimate arguments, they're not making bullshit, folly points. They're making legitimate points that have legitimate... They come from legitimate places right. and are and absolutely should be voiced and heard. Right, and then and then what do you do? Like, how do you find answers to those kinds of questions where there is no necessarily right or wrong, so to speak?
1: Well, that's the thing. Those people that are on those sides. One thing that I don't like during that whole time is there's no you and me. We consider ourselves maybe centrist. Yeah, we see both sides. We just try and have an understanding. That's how you and me think. But a lot of other people just pick a side.
0: Yeah. Where it's fervently. Like, okay, I
1: believe in it. Mm-hmm. Now I have to believe in every aspect of it. Yeah. Every argument, no matter what I truly think, I now have to debate because I'm on the left Fully side. Fully subscribed. And I got to debate you yeah. based on my left wing or right wing uh, ideologies, yeah, which could be just fucking bullshit. And that's you hear, you see a lot of these videos of people talking about just subjects, any subject in the world. And you're hearing people speak, and it's just like, you may not agree with it, but that's, I don't like how, I wouldn't say brainwashed, but I don't like how stuck someone is on that. Uh, I mean, just exactly just at least understand where the other side's coming from. That's and that's all that's right? all I think
0: anybody's ever asking is to listen to understand. Exactly, and, uh, we've, and lost listen, but, we've lost but, that. We've lost that.
1: But it's it's just it's you're in debate mode. Yeah, you're in debate. Defend mode. my you don't stance. Re- defend exactly. my position. You don't yeah. really give a shit what that person hold, says. Hold hill. <laughs> yeah. at I'm all costs. They're right, and that's yeah. that's it. we're fighting now. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's that's that's nature. I mean, that's that's how people are. But right?
0: is it though? Because I find in history, I mean, mind you, we're also not getting the full story with with the sources that we have of history. Because obviously, history is written by the victor. There's a lot of elements in history that is missing. But right, you know, you're you wonder how people like you know Stalin and Hitler and and you know like even the American government over the last 30 years how they how do these people get the power to do these
1: things unchecked and never unbridled and well some people might consider this conspiracy i mean i think it's right there in front of people's faces if you really look but it, i mean it's kind of borderline brainwashing if not brainwashing did it, like 100 some people yeah. Well, we know strongly that strongly suggests that Hitler brainwashed the propaganda people. machine. Yeah, like that's, exactly. So, exactly. what's to say that that still does not exist by leaders of today? Oh, it does. We know it does. <laughs> well, we know it does. We but know the people does. that are brainwashed aren't aware of it, you know? right? If they are brainwashed, I think, whatever, I think, whoever, I think even the brainwashed be. people are aware
0: of it. I don't know that they're aware of that they might be brainwashed, but they're definitely aware that propaganda is a huge
1: issue. And that is sure, there, but they're still turning on their TV of every course. day. Of course, and it, it, right? you know. So it's a what channel are you watching? You watching CNN or Fox? Because it's left versus right. It's definitely and a tough thing to
0: pull yourself out. Because I was what I was like that. I think right. if you would ask me, two three years ago, we've had you, conversations. I, I would have been like a fervent. I'm fervently liberal. I'm
1: fervently yeah. left. But you know, no, I remember. I remember. But it was, things, yeah.
0: uh, even for me, I was never ever like super left. I would always have been center left. And then you start to yeah. see things get extreme, and you're like. I've got to disassociate with this because I agree with a, with, with a lot of things that they say. But right. then on the right side, I agree with a lot of things that they say. And I am not – there's no law. There's no, no you know police officer roaming the street looking for me to be like, pick a side, goddammit, or you're going to jail. No. Right. Like, someone says something I agree with, and then they say something I don't agree with. And, you know, I agree with what I agree with and I don't agree with what I don't agree with. Andrew right. Tate, like you always, you always ask me about Andrew Tate. Yeah. I know you said, uh, don't bring up Andrew Tate. He's a, he's a oh, new no, topic. I, listen, it's, yeah, but it's
1: a touchy subject for people. I mean, Andrew Tate, you know. as
0: you know, you know my stance on the guy. I don't like him at all. Right. However, I do uh, like quite a bit of what he says. I do agree with a lot of the things that he says. Yeah. I just think he's dangerous because of who right. he targets in terms of an audience.
1: Yeah, because when you're growing up and let's say you're in your teens and you're a boy and you're listening to him... And you're absorbing a lot of information and
0: in a very finding yourself influential right in kind of, of your life, What yeah. kind of
1: person you want to be, exactly. or who are you becoming. And then you have someone who's so fervent. Yeah, he's he's very strongly opinionated. Yeah. And that's his ideology, which I, you know To each I, their I, own who are, I, are we to I police agree with that, like you know? like you I agree with some things he says. I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think you deserve to be cancelled because I think you still have some really shitty people still out there. On the, be on the other side
0: that are canceling, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're canceling, the or block,
1: it, 100%. it's like th- some p- these people have a voice, and now you're blocking his. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy, I think. But um, that's yeah. something that
0: we have to learn how to do in this age of everybody has a voice. Because I, I I even complain about it too. But look at look at us running a podcast. I mean, yeah. everybody at this day and age has a voice, and we need to learn how to listen to these voices. Without, you know, pulling out the torches and pitchforks and being like, bring, you know, end this person's life is essentially the way we see it.
1: Right. I mean, in terms of Andrew, I mean, the guy was already pretty famous before. Not famous, but I mean, he was already rich before. He was doing fine well before he Mm. really popped off. So for him, I mean, what did he have to gain from it? Yeah, he probably made good money. He started that education academy that he had there and he got big and now everyone around the world knows his name right yeah but i mean he was just sharing comes from a also it's just a it's his ideology it's you go to other places in the world they're going to share very similar things but the fact that he had that voice they shut him down so it, it, it to me it's controlled of okay who gets to speak who what kind of
0: who gets to be uh, included in the pantheon of the main narrative
1: right I mean, whether you want to call it that it's the it's it's more of a left narrative these days that runs it and
0: but that that part of it know. is a pendulum that part of it, if history is any indicator of anything, the pendulum swings one way and it'll come swinging back the other way yeah. and and that part of it, who controls the narrative as it were the uh who who is the establishment is always going to change. And there's who always going to him? be somebody there. Who
1: made the call to cancel? I'm like, who, like, it's not like we can put a face to it. Yeah, there was obviously a large group of people.
0: Yeah, that, that can fit in. But you, how was that process really done? How was yeah. it done? Yeah.
1: How did you shut down all of its accounts? Where do you
0: inherit your legitimacy to do it?
1: Yeah. I, mean, it's, it's, I don't think it was your average person. I mean, whatever. There were probably polls of, oh, okay, let's, let's get them off the internet. Yeah. Right. But it's, <laughs>
0: yeah. No, I agree. I, I mean, it's, it's... and that's the thing. That, that, that's another thing that, that bothers me too. And like, you know, I'm not going to sit here on a podcast <laughs> virtue signaling to people, you know, you you are listening and you agree or you're listening and you, you don't agree. And for most of the people are just not listening. <laughs> but, you know, I don't, I think there's a huge issue with self-righteousness. I think right. this world in the modern state, and I think it's because we're, we're kind of just newbies to this whole interconnected sort of global society. Yeah, we have differences in like the Eastern world, and the Western world, and the this world and that world, right. or whatever right. however you want to categorize it. But we all have—we all technology has just connected us in a way that we've never been connected. Every you can virtually reach just about every person on the planet. Right, with which is your a phone. blessing,
1: and yeah, there's pros and cons to everything, right? So but
0: we we don't know how we how to do it.
1: We we don't know what we're doing. We're in our uncharted territory. I mean that's the thing. So the there's the there's one side that says, Okay, give everyone a voice, everyone should be able to speak and then there's the other side that says, Okay, well not everybody should be able to to share what mm. they think are dumbass opinions or toxic opinions. Right. So right? we saw
0: we saw with like television, let's say. Television and radio. Right. When those two pieces of revolutionary technology came out, they were controlled by Establishments; they were controlled by institutions. Yeah, and still are. You had broadcasting companies and governments that were in charge, and you know, you if you wanted to be on the radio, let's say, doing what, like I went to school for. I went to school for radio. I had credentials that said I'm allowed to be behind a microphone. You know, the system. I had the right credentials from the system to say that I'm allowed to speak to the masses. Yeah, you got an approval, Right? right? Nowadays, you don't need that. No, I mean, yeah. Do you think we should have that? Do you think we should be entrusting our government or in these institutions to say, you know, you, you get a voice. You don't. You get a voice. You don't.
1: But where does that lead? Right. Mm Because in some places in the world, there's five channels and they're all controlled by the state. It's controlled by the state. So it's it's okay. Well, how controlled do you really want it to be? Centralization. Yeah. Some people say, yeah, control the fuck out of everything cuz yeah there're a lot of people that should just who's to say we you know i mean we're we're just stupid fucks sitting in a room and and we shouldn't be sharing our opinions mm-hmm. right i mean to to what extent does that carry right yeah to now monetize and to control who speaks and who doesn't i, I freedom of speech i think everyone should speak and back to like pro choice and everything and that subject, I mean, you, I don't think you should... Me, I just don't think you should take people's freedoms away. If they're going to choose to do something, mm-hmm. that's their choice. I agree. Right? So it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. Do you Would you say you're more aligned with the whole
0: decentralized stance on things? Because that, that could include things like AI. We talked about AI today. And like, okay, if we start implementing AI into sports, if we start implementing AI into government uh, and all these systems, you mentioned, you said the word grid. If we're on the grid with everything, if you keep adding AI to all these little things we do, you're eventually going to be, you know, you're streamlining everything down into one controller.
1: Centralizing. Yeah. yeah. Would you, you,
0: you know, like where do you stand? No, I
1: I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. I, agree. Uh, I, I just think it's, it's more of like a mass control after. Mm-hmm. Right. Where, um. you know, people from around the world, if, yeah, I don't know, it, it's hard to get into because it's not here yet. So it, it's yeah. all, well, that's the kind of cool part about it. It's all theory from this speculated. point. Of talk, we're yeah. speculating. We're just talking shit. But
0: let's say we're doing this podcast in 10 years time.
1: Yeah. The conversation's going to be different. We're going to see where it heads, right?
0: Yeah, but we will have, we'll have our little speculations to, you know, we'll get to right. Ex-
1: it'll be, in, it'll be a more of a stronger opinion. Now it's just, we'll see where it goes. But, um, at the end of the day, can we really control if it goes there? No, no, we can't we're control any it. of these institutions. We're, exactly, so right. we're part of it. I mean, how do you take yourself away from it? Yeah, that's that's another that's another thing in itself, right?
0: It's not too bad. We're at, we're at, we're just over two hours now. How you feel? Good. You got Good. Some, you yeah. still got some more in you. <laughs> hey, um, we we've we've covered a, th- th- this micro series for those listening it's called think on that. And right. we have basically done exactly what we set out to do. Sort of I think we've established a really good
1: yeah, we've scratched surfaces we of, did. of certain topics without going too deep, but too, we will get there. Yeah. The whole yeah.
0: point is to show you what, what's coming on this micro series for the uh for this podcast. Everything yeah. and anything. Yeah. You know, and, and I certainly hope people if we do nothing else, at least spur on the personal thought on you know maybe things that you do think about but maybe don't aren't you know maybe don't have the vocabulary to articulate them or you just haven't thought too deeply on it because you haven't looked too deeply into it right which is what we're aiming to do with this stuff right but i know there's a bunch of different things that you and i want to talk about um that we've already talked about
1: yeah yeah some of the things we've touched on upon but um i think for like we've talked about, the most important thing is being aware mm-hmm. and at least trying to see things from different lenses. I think there are the, right?
0: the term open minded is overused, but it does apply here. But in its more pure state, you know, come come into these podcasts sort of with like a don't want to I don't want to sound cliche and say a blank slate, you know, because I, I for sure want people coming in with their beliefs. You know, but I want people to come in with their beliefs and then with a a sort of metacognitive state of, you know, cross-examining your beliefs. Absolutely. You know, if you're hearing something that either of us are saying that you don't agree with, stop for a second and think, you know, what do I believe? How different is it truly from what they're saying? You know, how right are they? How right am I? If If you're just doing that, that really is enough. To spur on progress in my opinion
1: absolutely and to to be aware of how your ideologies have been yeah have been centered they, around how do they
0: manifest you know how do they come into you know how right. do they affect your day to day life right. are you would you now consider looking into things are you maybe brainwashed by a certain you know
1: ideologically based group let's <laughs> say because <laughs> there's a number of them <laughs> I just yeah, know I mean it's yeah. you, just being aware of how your perspectives have come to life? Yeah, right. Well, that's the that's the goal of this. At I, least just be aware of how you've gone to you know your some of your thoughts, and why you believe what you believe in, and really just analyze it. Right.
0: So, what are your what are your hopes for this project? The whole project, not just our little micro series. What are your hopes for this project going forward?
1: I believe that it's t- teaching people to be. Um, open minded like we've talked about, yeah. Like the term, it's you know. But at the end of the day, if you're so stuck on your own ideology, maybe you you'll always think like that. No one's telling you to not think like of that. Of course but not. Just think the way le- you think you know, for sure. Yeah. But in this world, it's it, it it's seeming to look a lot like left left versus right. Black versus white, woman versus man. It's always there's always a, two extremes. It's two extremes. Yeah. Where's the in between? Where's the and it exists. Where's the balance? Yeah, there's it, you know what I mean. Life's
0: not black and white. There's a shit ton of grayscale in there, right? And some colors too. <laughs> yeah.
2: I guess now, yeah, yeah
1: <laughs> there is right. Yeah, so just you know, I guess everything is balanced at the end of the day, right? Well, there it, is the it left, is. there is the right, which creates yeah. a balance. But at the end of the day, it, it, is it a tox, toxic balance, right? It, are we at that point where it's, I mean, look in the States, you know, people that are left versus right, they some they don't even speak. Oh, they I don't, know. Like they hate each other. Yeah. They just naturally hate each other because. I've got family in the US. i got family down in
0: DC and they, I've heard it from from them as well. You especially know, especially a state like you're, that. You're so. either a Democrat or a Republican. And if you are one or the other, you're not talking to even your neighbors if they're the other yeah it's insanity can yeah. you imagine that you mean you, you just don't talk to somebody because you know inherently they don't i mean don't get me wrong i i will go out of my way not to talk to specific assholes sure. but that's because they're assholes that's sure. not because of what they believe in
1: but look look where that system stemmed from yeah. right i mean you know that that was placed there me i personally think that those systems were placed there and you, know, you, you, you your, think it replaced I, it? Do you
0: think maybe people devolved to that? Just sort of a regression in social order. <laughs> that is, kind yeah. Of, I mean, I think it's maybe a bit of both.
1: Well, a lot of people. How many people? How many people have a TV in their house? Oh, the average house 99%? has at least three. Exactly, but let's. See, you have one TV that's connected to some mainstream yeah. media, right? You turn yeah. on your channel, and there it is. And yeah, you're watching comedy shows and shit. But once you turn on the political sta- statements. Which there's, they're designed two, to be you know, like that. Well, the, CNN 100%. and Fox
0: News and all of them—they're all—they're right. they're not designed for news. They're designed for entertainment. Absolutely. What the hell? What the hell is a person on the news doing there? Telling me their opinion on the news? What the hell? That's not news. <laughs> that's someone's opinion on the news. Yeah, if I wanted to watch someone's opinion on the news, I'd turn on a podcast. <laughs> exactly, and,
1: and it's run by the parties, and it's
0: just fantastically incredible. Yeah, just got to be careful with. But I think a lot of average people don't – I don't want to say the average person doesn't know that. I think they do know that, and they still subscribe. Now what? Now what do you do? Because now you're not talking about metacognition. You're saying this is somebody who is actively aware that this is an issue, and it's what's happening to them. And they still subscribe. now what do
1: you do? I don't know. Maybe you're too far into it. <laughs> Dude, you're too far gone. Just <laughs> to for... sound hopeless, but maybe you're fucked. I don't know. Very dystopian approach to I, it. The best thing you could do is probably just turn your TV off. <laughs> and go and, for a walk, maybe. <laughs> and just stop fucking watching <laughs> if, the news and watching just it's just a it's just negative. It, there you have it, a it. Dr. Alex's prescription. If you're a Republican watching Fox News, turn it off. Go for a walk with your Democrat friend and see what happens. People in general, listen, even if you don't care about politics that much and you're not in it you're not a heavy left heavy right whatever the case is that's just there's more to life there is you know and at the end of the day it's a controlled state we're all in a controlled state even if you remove it though
0: let's say we take away the system and these institutions that run in yada 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 yeah there's a vacuum. Something
1: is going to take its place because we've always had social order. Sure. there. Yeah, there. there's always been systems, yeah. right, for thousands of years. I mean, it's, it's always existed, right? But now, I mean, me personally, I think that the people are more divided than ever, but which is a problem. How right? do you
0: find the balance in that if you know you can't fully dismantle social order and institutions that... As that that provided, if you know you can't fully dismantle them, which is it's, it's impossible to think that you could, right. you, you know, right. So you're, you're you're not looking to establish a utopia, but you're trying desperately to avoid a dystopia, right. What actions need you? What what do you need to take to get to the balanced area, that happy medium, the Goldilocks region, if you will. <sighs> that's the, that's the golden it's, question. <laughs>
1: It's perspective, <laughs> yeah. right? It's perspective at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, it's how you view the world, which is how you're going to view it. I mean, it's, it's listening to someone might convince you otherwise, or it might piss you off, and you might. <laughs> but I think that's a good thing. Yeah, sure. I mean, to you, be listen, pushed out of
0: your comfort zone. That was the whole theme of the last episode. For sure. Right? For sure. Right. Pushing people out of their comfort zone, and everybody should have to do that and should be exposed to that. Right. But not not everybody most people won't and there's a difference between so, no. there's a difference between no. your comfort zone of like I'm scared of heights I'm going to go bungee jumping and and I fundamentally believe in this political ideal and that person doesn't and I don't want to talk to them that's a way different thing people are less willing to do that than they are to go bungee jumping or skydiving
1: or swimming with sharks well sure because then you you kind of alienate yourself after Right, isn't you it weird hang out With your friends, your friends on a Friday night, and you're all conservatives or Republicans, or whatever you're, you all agree on one side, and you're heavy right, heavy left, whatever the case is. Echo chamber. And let's say you start preaching about how you know people shouldn't be this divided. There shouldn't be a left and right. People, you know, should be different. It it, it was different at one point. It was right. So yeah, maybe you alienate yourself. It's the fear, right? that people don't want to put themselves in
0: my my grandpa's told me that'cause he's he's the one he's one of my family members down in the u s down in Washington, right, and he's like a really big you know my grandpa and my grandmother very big like church people right and um I've heard him talk about this before they used to live with us up in Canada for a little bit right and he said um back he remembers in the eighties and the nineties people right. would go to church and there were Democrats and there sure. were Republicans. And they were there, and they were at church, and the mass would happen, and when it was over, you had the congregation, they would everybody you know they're all neighbors, they're all in the same community, absolutely yeah. and there was that camaraderie, there was that community link, and everybody right. knew, oh, that's a Democrat, and that's the republican, but it didn't didn't stop them from getting together and and celebrating the things that did that they did have in common,
2: right
0: but now, you know, yeah, okay, fine, sure, you go to church, and whether you're a Democrat or a, or a Republican, you know obviously. You know, both of them are going to these churches, but they don't even you go to your mass and you leave or or you have two groups, two subgroups within the church community that are. Yeah, you're all part of the church, but now you're this is the Democrat circle of it. And this is the Republican circle of it. Like, Imagine in a church. <laughs> imagine that in a
1: church where, you know, you're all supposed to be one. Yeah. and Sisters and supposed to be more of a celebrating this
0: thing you have in common.
1: Right. I mean, and there's still a divide. Church is supposed to be to bring people together. That's the whole point right? of it. That's the whole point of it, really. It's <laughs> exactly that's that's even yeah. where it got
0: the whole you know the things that it's done that are not not so good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, and it's, it's it's alienating people because of their oneness or, or taking advantage of people, I should say, because of their oneness.
1: Right, right. So now it's yeah, it's it's the it's the divide, it's the division that's being pushed out there. Uh, you know, some people might see it. Maybe you realize it after if you you really look closer. Yeah, right. But it's it's there. I mean, you know, it's there because the half the country is divided, especially in the States. Yeah, it's and it's you know, leached out. Civil it's, War talk breakouts and all this bullshit. <laughs>
0: it's leached out everywhere because the Americans control global media. And if not, if you're not your daily news, or your daily, whatever you watch, they certainly are. They control film, the film industry. So, right, you know, yeah. those ideologies are being pressed into these films and then these are being dispersed worldwide. And now these things are developing internationally. Right. Remember the whole trucker convoy thing in Canada? Yeah. yeah. That was a big deal for us. Right. But we were all watching it being like, this is Americanism leaking into Canada. And then you had the same thing happening in India and the Netherlands. And they were crediting the Canadian truckers. So you had American Americanism leach into Canada, manifest in the, the whole trucker convoy thing. And then that served as the mecca, if you will, for the dutch and indian farmers and truckers right. who did the same thing.
1: Well, that's 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 what basically Huge what we're saying here is global it's, it's divide. people that people are they were divided and they united. And look, they they were they're standing up to the bullshit that's out there. Whereas now the people that are in control, what would you rather? Would you rather have the people divided or would you rather rather have them united? You'd rather them divided. Divide and conquer. It's been around for thousands of years. It's yeah. always existed. It's a strategy. It works. Very and effective. It's present today, and that's the whole point, right? Not to get too into it, but you'll you'll see it in a lot of things, right? So, um, that's it is how, she, what it is. We'll, we'll, we'll how she blows. Yeah, I mean, we'll
0: we'll touch uh I, I yeah, know Alex said the word. You know, I don't want to get too into it because we're kind of at the tail yeah. end of this, but. Yeah, yeah. We, the whole point of this is to get into it. So we will get into it. We'll definitely yeah. revisit a lot of these teams we mentioned today. We have tons more that we want to bring up for you. So for sure. Absolutely. But I think we're ready to cut it off yes, sir. <laughs> for today. Yes, we did yes, a pretty, we put in the solid, uh, what we got here, two hours and 16 minutes. So it's, good. Yeah. it's not shabby, huh? It's How do you feel shabby. after your first podcast? Is this your good. first episode of a podcast yeah, or anything done?
1: like this, right? I've watched, obviously. But
0: is this the first time you're on, you're on the creating end of it? Yeah. Do you like it?
1: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, the first time it's probably a little bit nerve-wracking. Maybe you're overthinking a little bit too much. But once you get comfortable.
0: Well, what point in this conversation would you say you got over the jitters? I
1: don't know. Maybe 30 minutes in, 40 minutes
0: Took you that long. So all of football. Oh, it took you a while. (laughs) (laughs) All (laughs) All of the football talk and then we got into it.
1: Yeah. And then I think the key with this is just, you know, you got to just be genuine. You got to be truly genuine with your speech, right, with what you're saying. Yeah. And that's it. It should come easy. Do you feel like you have maybe like unlocked new?
0: I don't want to say patterns in your mind about how to do this and how to maintain
1: a state of of genuineness. Right. Yeah. I think. I think the next time we do it, I think it'll be different. Mm. I think it'll probably be a lot more vocal. It's good to get vocal. That's one hundred percent. Yeah, I've been vocal, but I mean, you know, to get more (laughs) into like certain topics and things like that.
0: I'm curious how right. you're gonna behave now when it's me and Nat sitting behind the mics and you're producing. You know, you're gonna you're
1: gonna you're gonna have things to say. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You're you gonna know. itch to you know, poke your head in and say something. <laughs> 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 Give me the mic for a fucking second. <laughs> Give me, me that fucking mic. thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. yeah. But this this has been this
0: has been uh what do we name this one? Think on that. <laughs> Think on that, yeah. First episode of Think on That. This is a micro series. It's a part of the uh of the uh, everything and anything uh with Matt. And that podcast, and uh, it's me and Alex, Dr. Al, he's our producer. (laughs) He'll be there for the episodes with me and Nat. But, uh, you know, and just to give you a bit of a thing, I know Nat told me to mention this too in this episode for for any listeners wondering what's coming next is the whole purpose of this podcast is for us to just kind of have a wide open platform to literally talk about or do whatever we want to do. There's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just kind of like, you know, if you're if you're sitting there and you're wondering, oh, maybe I can get on the podcast and talk about, absolutely, we'd love to have you on, you know, definitely bring something that you're, you know, bring something you have to offer. Don't just come out here and be like, oh, yeah, let's just uh, shoot the shit over this, that, and the other because it's, uh, you know, we want to give everybody kind of a voice. We have a bunch of friends who've got their own small businesses. We have some friends who are like, you know, experts in like little hobbies they do. I think a lot of people have a hard time starting new hobbies and you know, sometimes you need that confidence spur to just know that, you know, it's just just be regular and all you have to do is start. And I think that's sort of what we're looking to do is kind of just show everybody that, like, anything you kind of want to do is more accessible than you might think it is. And then that's sort of the aim of this whole podcast. Right. And yeah. um, so I know Nat is going to be coming at you guys with some, you know, meditation stuff that she's working on. And, you know, she's she's training to become a yogi and she's she's close to the end of it actually she's got her exams coming up okay but you know she's got some good stuff that she's come come coming your way that's her expertise my expertise is literally radio broadcasting. that's what i went to school for and that's basically what i'm doing here so me just being here is my (laughs) 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 that's my expertise yeah you know alex has uh branched out into you know all sorts of different content creating uh micro hobbies we can call them they're definitely going to evolve and You know, they're going to sort of come together in this podcast, which I'm excited for you to do, develop some skills and see where this goes. But that's what we're doing here on this podcast. But I I hope you're excited for the next uh, Think on That with me and Alex, because that's coming up and it's obviously a longer episode as we've got more stuff to cover, but it's (laughs) coming your way. Yes, sir. All right. Well, until next time.